frozen so we don't see Woo! him but we might be able to hear him am i better now uh, no sweet <laughs> do i need to leave and come back or something or you might have to okay let me try this Uno moment. that means they're gonna have just me for a moment ah uh, with my unicorn So as we wait for the return of AB, who is a black screen at the moment. Sweet. Eh, they didn't want to see my ugly ass anyway. I wanted to see your ugly ass. Could you see me before we were live? Uh, shortly before, before I told you you froze. What the? I don't know. StreamYard's weird sometimes. I don't get it. There you are. Uh, oh, I'm here. Yep. Sweet. It looks like there's. It looks like you might be having connection issues. Probably. Did you have more a bunch likely. of shit pulling on your Wi-Fi at the moment? Uh, more than likely, yeah. I'll start. How 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 poor is your Wi-Fi? Uh, well, it says right now I've got like full bars. Well, you're officially better looking now than you were. I just closed one of my browsers and I closed down Discord. Mm. Uh, that might have been another what... one. Did you have anything else that had access to your camera open? Uh, no, I did not. Because sometimes that causes that a problem too. It's okay though. No, we're here now. That's so all that matters. I, I saw an interesting factoid on Facebook earlier today. Oh, is that right? Yes, um, including the people she beat in NXT, the only two people that they, they claimed uh, on the uh, active Raw roster that uh, Bianca Belair has not defeated were Dana Brooke and Lita. I brought up Trish Stratus, and someone's like, well, she's not active. I'm like, well, technically well, neither. is now. Then technically <laughs> isn't that Lita either, and they used her in the, the opening part. I forgot to switch glasses. Um, I'm like, so... You know, if they're putting Lita as, oh, well, her, so then, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of, like, if, if like, I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah, I, w I would argue Trish is kind of at least semi-active right now, it looks like. Yeah, she's involved After. in an actual storyline. Yeah, like she, just, like, like, like she just fucking turned heel. <laughs> Yeah. Like, obviously, there's something going on here. So she's, it, it, even if it's a short run, she's doing another run. So, 
and I don't. Well, I guess they said Raw roster, and I guess uh, Ronda's on SmackDown. Yeah, but I mean, how, well, how would you? We're doing the draft again in a few weeks, so hopefully the uh, hopefully the whole like exactly. jumping brands every week thing will actually die out. You know, since we're missing everybody, and I see he is alive and awake. Uh, I'm gonna just gonna go ahead and I'm gonna send the link over. We've already, we've already, I've already, I, I just saw in here Z will join you at some point. So we'll, so we'll get, we'll get a mad clown in here. Um, oh, I, I send the link to DJB in case he wants to join. I'm not telling him he uh, has to. That works. But there's too. a link because you know the the EFED guys, uh, they are always welcome. Yeah. Anyone always. can pop in at any point in time if they want to. It's like just let someone know. We'll send you a link. Like. You know, Definitely. unfortunately, half the time we forget to check you guys out, too. Uh, and I got to be like, DJB, maybe you should start, like, reminding me of when you guys are going out here. So <laughs> I can watch you. Um, yeah, well, they always they always stream when I'm asleep. Yeah, but you're almost because they asleep. stream on my they stream on my uh, work days. Yeah, but you're almost always asleep. Yeah, like I sleep you all day lazy and sleep all night. Whore. I sleep all day. I work all night. So, sure, that's the excuse now. they always use. For now, at least. Um, I can't speak for how long, <laughs> how much longer that'll be, but you know. <laughs> Let's see. I think I got the right uh, one. Wait, what the hell is this? Oh, yeah, Godzilla vs. Kong. I forgot, Z sent me that code. Let's see, so did you get him that link? Yes, yes, I did. I was kind. All right. But, uh, so no, um, I had a point I was going to make off of all that a moment ago. And I don't believe your grandmother. I feel it was important because I was going to say it. Um... <laughs> Uh, but I suppose it, uh, it's it's not important at the moment. Uh, yeah, at joining the moment. us, uh, we have one of the best-looking men in Britain, uh, Mr. Daniel James Britton himself, DJB, the EAD representative. Uh, Look at him. We all agreed, uh, despite our fuck, Mary kill thing here for EFAD, EFAD, EAD, EAD people who had been on the show, that you were by far probably the prettiest. Yay. Um, but uh, we all had different uh, connections with you. I think I am the only one. No, no, no. I don't think anybody killed you. I think everyone either married you or fucked you. I thought everyone killed me. I thought you said marry uh, Z. There, there was someone that, like, all but one said kill. I Brand. know. Phil was the not the Phil was the one that didn't get killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you were like, like majority. I, I picked Phil to marry. I picked you to fuck, and I killed Grant. Oh, you see, the chances are Phil's going to be unfaithful, or you can't trust fuck man. That's okay. That's true, yeah. That's my why we don't. Process, that's why we. That's why we don't marry the fuck man. See, my, my thought process is, though you may sometimes be the more like you know out out of the blue goofyish kind of uh, personality from what I've seen. Like the last episode I saw, you were in a fucking Mario hat. Um, <clears throat> Phil has a certain uh, star pull power to him. And I figured as the star, obviously, of shooting the shite, it only made sense that if in this union I married the star power. 
But like, I was totally begging you, bro. Like, <laughs> you know, those pretty blue Anytime. eyes, man. Those pretty blue Anytime. eyes. We can't, we can't turn them down. And we figured Grant was racist, so we'd just kill him. <laughs> no, no, no. Did you not see Dunk last night? No, no, I have not. Oh shit. That's why I was I was telling, uh, telling AB I might have to have DJ B start messaging me <laughs> to remind me of their shows. Like, I got a feeling. Something, I, I I have a feeling, judging by your reactions, something must have gone down. No, it's a yes. Um, if you get the chance, if you get the chance, watch Dank from last night. But just the part where we introduce Pedro Garden three. Phil makes an intro each um, Pedro Garden four. It, it, so Peter Gaden two was Stranger Things. Um, Peter Gaden three was the A team. Okay. And he kind of superimposed all faces on all of the characters. And Grant was on uh, Mr. T. He was. <laughs> that, that, that's a great Beautiful. PR kit. Well, I don't know. If anything, that makes him feel even more racist because he's taking the role of a black man, like a black man's role, and as a racist white man, he's like, nah, yeah, this is mine. And see, look, there's no Kiwi to hear the, the, the end drop that he's so desperate for. Why does everyone keep asking about an N-word? What's wrong with saying Nigeria? I, I guess they don't like uh, almost. Oh. They're not an almost sapien. Did I tell the story on here last week about my daughter calling our black cat the raccoon? I feel like I've heard this one. I don't know. I can't remember if I seen last week's show. Well, if I didn't, if I did or didn't, I'm just going to do it again anyway. My 10-year-old daughter, who well, 10-year-old stepdaughter, uh, who unfortunately is built like a fucking teenager. Uh, she's taller than her mother, and she's fully developed at 10 years old. Uh, which makes it very difficult in public to keep explaining to people, stop staring at my 10-year-old, you fucking pedo. I get it. <laughs> She looks like a woman, but she's not. Pay attention to her face. She's not fucking Belle Daphine over here hoping that you'll uh, think she's a child and give her money. Like, Damn. you know. But, uh, so, the black kitten, the cat, he, well, we, longest time I called him the kitten, but uh, he's as big as our cat cat at this point. Uh, we've had him for a few months. Uh, he was sort of a... Uh, in a way, therapy animal. Uh, we got him after my wife and I uh, had a, a miscarriage back in September. It was a very traumatizing uh, one uh, at that. Uh, so, like, it was sort of a, uh, um, like a, a yeah. Uh, we named him kind of after uh, the baby. We'd had an agreement if we ended up with another boy, which we didn't know we were having at this point, uh, I would get to name them Bruce Wayne. <laughs> So I'd have Bruce Wayne McLean as a son. Um, <laughs> That's brilliant. We, we found out my wife was pregnant the day that she miscarried in the bathroom and, like, fetus was there. Um, so, like, to compensate, my wife always wanted to get a pair of, uh, I think it was Komodo dragons. And uh, name one Kylo and one Ren. So, huh. like, Kylo Ren. I'm like, well, what if we name this black cat Kylo Wayne? It's, you know, it, it's an honoring and a thing, and it's, it still covers the two. And Kylo Wayne sounds pretty good, I think. It doesn't sound much different than, like, uh, Wayne Wren. Like, yeah, they're different, yeah. but it feels like it fits. So yeah. we have Kylo Wayne. Well, fasting for, fast forwarding now to, you know, now, 
And uh, a couple weeks ago, the 10-year-olds like uh, had been picking up trash uh, from their room and putting in a trash bag. And the kitten jumped in the bag and pulled out an item and started playing with it. I was like, Mom, he's not a cat. Look, he's a raccoon. And I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> Hopefully, she doesn't decide to get cute and t- drop the rack, thinking it's a cute uh, name for the black cat. People oh, are going to get the real wrong impression if she goes around calling the black cat the coon. Like... Yeah, right. <laughs> and you know, as as since I am a white man, uh <laughs> I, I have to be very careful well, with these things. That's the thing, right? Have any of you ever seen the film The Dam Busters? No, I don't think so. It's an old, old film. Now if any of you have got access to Google, which A B I'm pretty sure you do right now. Uh yes. Go on to Google yep. and type in what is the dog's name in the Dam Busters? Oh my god. <laughs> well, it's a British war film. So, you know, you guys, you guys do things that America can't. Um, and the dog gets hit by the car. And, well, you can imagine what they scream. Was it a dog? <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> well, it's 1955, so I mean, it, that was like a common word for white people before it became a common word for black people like 40 years later. So I'm not going to say the name of the dog, but I think the viewers can imagine what it is. I, I imagine Grant would say it, at least maybe not now, not after the number of times he's gotten in trouble for it. But uh, I'll just say Grant has said the name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a post uh, later. I'll do a poll. I'm gonna poll your people in the after dark or the after dark area. I'm like, what is your the name of your favorite 1955 British war film dog? <laughs> <laughs> you you guys got that Discord set up right? So like, just in case anyone answers and you guys get in too much trouble. You're, you're, you're ready, right? <laughs> <laughs> I remember that being a thing probably six months or so back. I think Phil was talking about potentially moving to Discord. Uh, We've got a Discord. Yeah. Well, I think I remember seeing something about uh, potentially moving away from Facebook as a whole to Discord if things got worse. <coughs> Unless I yeah, misremember. If Facebook tried to take us down permanently. Yeah. But oh, we've got our own cool. website now. You've mentioned that uh, through Odyssey. Odyssey is host you, right? I have no idea. Phil sets it up. He's the one. That, he's the one that's good at this shit. See, yeah, that's see, why, I, I, that's why I'm marrying Phil. Film. Yeah. See, After Dark was just originally it was just me and Lee doing this, yeah. talking about promos. Four weeks later, Phil comes on. He's like, "No, we're doing this now." Okay. <laughs> yeah, like like Phil came in and just turned it into a whole fucking production. That's where I remember. Okay, uh, I had got Phil confused with another guy, uh, Michael Windsor, I think it was. Oh God! Uh, briefly, uh, my, what, was my, was that the guy whose name you revealed on air, and he right. got really pissed off about? Yes, and, right. Uh, so this is the same guy who was making fun of like so much, like a little hard. I just, to him. I just want to clarify, since it's been months, that was a work. He knew beforehand that I was going to do it. I knew he, how he was going to react. It was just a whole thing. Um, but yes, 
Yes, I revealed Michael Windsor's real name, which is Steven. Yes, universe, Steven Universe. He's got a a, a pink uh, diamond gem in his stomach, and uh, he can summon a pink lion, and he has uh, a pink Captain America shield. Yes. I, I wasn't sure if anyone would catch Steven Universe references or not, so I just kept going with them. Um, would you believe I was only introduced to Steven Universe and actually watched it all within the last year? What? The whole thing. The musical, the future, all of it. And I fell in love. What? The only thing I'd seen before <laughs> before was my kids used to watch a lot of Cartoon Network. And I, uh, I had met Steven Universe in a uh, crossover with the show Uncle Grandpa, which I fucking hated. I don't like stupid comedy, which sounds ironic coming from <laughs> me to most people. But, like, I love British comedy. But most I don't American like stupid comedy, comedy says the man in a unicorn onesie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have to be prepared in case anyone wants to grab my pigtails and fuck me. Yeah. Always helps to be prepared. Yeah. Bend over and cough. It, it is nice to know that, that women and their husbands fantasize about my pigtails and fucking me, though. There, there's yeah. something flattering about oh, it. You're always oh, in yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to sleep after this, and I'm going to dream of fucking you. I mean, I don't blame them, right? Like, I'm, I'm kind of pretty. Like, you know, I'm not what you might call classically beautiful, but I'm kind of pretty. Like, you know, I... I got this yeah. like, little lopsided uh, smirk. You're like a white like... Morpheus. You're like a white Morpheus with those glasses. You know oh, what's shit. funny? Uh, do you watch Mandalorian? Uh, no. Ah, oh, you whore. That's why I, I, am go- I will. I will eventually watch it one day. Okay, well, the newest episode, which came out today, there's a guy in it, uh, one of the Mandalorians on Mandalore. And he, uh, like... His face looks so familiar to me, but I can't quite place it. But I do recognize the fact he kind of reminds me of a black Frank Grillo. Do you guys know who Frank Grillo is? Not right off. He played Crossbones in the MCU. Oh! Rumlove. Uh, he yes. did uh, that one movie with the dude from the Saw movies and Bruce Willis in space. Um, it was relatively semi-recent in the last few years. Bruce Willis and this. The only thing that comes to mind is Armageddon. No, it wasn't that. Uh, hold on. I'm going to look up Frank Grillo and uh, I'll tell you the name of the movie. I, I'm pretty sure I bought it. But uh, Frank Grillo, you might also know from the Purge movies. He's in a few of them. I he's only the ever guy... watched Well, he's the guy in all the armor. Oh, alright. He's in, he's in the first Purge. He's in... The election year, he's in Purge Anarchy. Um, Yeah. Where's this movie? (laughs) Like Cosmic Sin. That was the name of the movie. Cosmic Sin. I've never heard of it. It wasn't a bad movie. Like I enjoy, but I'm you know I'm a Bruce Willis fan too. Was it one of them like direct release films? I think it might have been. Um, but like it was a good movie overall. Like it had people I really liked in it, and like I'm a huge sci-fi buff. Like I love sci-fi films. I don't care oh, how stupid or how cheesy they are. Like 
you give me a sci-fi film with some action in it, and I am a happy motherfucker. Okay. Do you like that? I, I, I just what pulled about? Cosmic Sin up on Wikipedia. It's a 2021 American science action film. Uh, Bruce Willis, Frank Grillo, Brandon Thomas Lee, Corey Large, Perry Reeves, CJ. Per so Lana's in the movie. Yes, Lana yes, she is. Um, Cosmic Sin was released in the United States on March 12th, 2021, and was panned by critics and at the 42nd Golden Raspberry Awards, won the award for worst performance by Bruce Willis in a 2021 movie. And then it was later revoked because they found out about the disease he was suffering with at the time of making the film, and they felt like assholes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that 2021 that was like bruce uh, willis's last hurrah he did a bunch yeah. of films and like it was like him trying to say goodbye to hollywood knowing he couldn't do it much more um and i love the movie like it, it was cheesy it was it was too so was that his last one? it might have been if not that his last i think that might have actually been his last one i don't know because that's it now he's done Oh yeah, he he like yeah. Now he's developed he, full dementia. Shit. Yeah, and that, that breaks seen, my heart. I've seen I a video. Ready, of him. I am not ready for a world without Bruce Willis. Let me just say that. I've seen a video of him the other day. It was his birthday, and his whole family was singing "Happy Birthday." That was nice. But he, he, he you can see, he looks a bit confused. In, in my opinion, it doesn't matter what anybody else says about the films. There are two actors. Who, whatever the fuck the movie is, I will watch it and I will enjoy it. I might not think it's the best thing ever made, but I'll watch and enjoy their movies. Bruce Willis is one of them. Anyone want to take a long shot guess who and who number two is? Um, and he's made they some pretty shit films, but I love them. Is is he like a massive name? I mean, everyone knows his name. I'd say Charlie Sheen. No. McConaughey. No. Um. Oh, fuck, he, was, what's he, called? He, he was he was an OG superhero before the Marvel Cinematic Universe started, and it's not Wesley Snipes. Ben Affleck. No. Um. Oh, with a with a, I may get this. I may get this. If if superhero I if, if my head bursts into flames, will you know who I'm talking about? Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. Bro, what? why didn't I fucking think of I'm that? I'm a 38 year old man. Like yeah. in my teen years, was like. When like the movie Hackers, not him, but like Hackers was out, gone in sixty seconds. Like yep. Nicholas Cage was like Face on off. fire. On Face off. Yes, Con Air. One of my, my favorite movies. movies. I will if I like I'm not gonna go seek out Con Air, but if I happen to see Con Air on TV, you bet your ass yep. I'm gonna sit and watch it. Oh, like, yeah. If I'm looking for something to watch at night going through, say a random streaming service and Con Air is there, another one for me, National Treasure. I will watch yeah. that. I watch that movie at least three times a year, both one and two. Fucking, I, 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 I like it. I love um, Like, I want to see Renfield, but it, it looks so. And I don't like stupid comedy, but it looks stupid comedy. But it's Nick Cage, so. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Willy's Wonderland? Oh. No. Willy's oh. Wonderland. Nicholas Cage. Basically, imagine Five Nights at Freddy's, but Nicholas Cage is the hero. Really? I'm going to have... And how is there anything fact, super inappropriate in the film? Um, he's fighting haunted animatronics while they're trying to murder a bunch of teens. He is a janitor, 
and he doesn't say a single word in the whole film. That is amazing. <laughs> but that doesn't answer my question. Is there anything what? incredibly inappropriate in the film? Inappropriate? Uh, no, it's just like a, a standard horror movie, but it's it's Nicolas Cage. So, like, you know, there's no, like, gratuitous sex scenes, no... There is, there is a sex scene, but it's not gratuitous. Okay. Right. It's... I'd, I'd call it horror, horror comedy. Willy's Wonderland? Yeah, Willy's Wonderland. The reason I ask is uh, my stepdaughters are obsessed with Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, yeah, they um, can watch it. They can watch so it. So, like, that was my, my curious... And they're both girls, so, like, if you see a pair of tits, it's whatever. But, like... <laughs> That's why I asked if it was gratuitous sex scenes, like, you know. No, there's no. It's not gratuitous. It's it's a horror comedy. It's it's funny. Okay, Willie's Wonderland. Uh, I'm gonna have to remember that. I'm gonna message my wife that now. Like, <laughs> look up Willie's Wonderland. Spell um, I E or W or Y. Uh, double 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 L Y. Um, I actually need to watch that new Nick Cage film. The, I keep forgetting the name. Renfield. No, the one before that. Why he's playing himself. Oh. Um, it fucking... The enormous weight of great talent or something. Yeah. I know I know the one you're talking about. I can't think of the name of it. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've heard randomly about that, but I haven't watched it. Uh, but yeah, like I said, he's one of those guys that I love everything he does. Like, yep. To me, he is, pun intended, a national treasure. Um, <laughs> I mean... Keanu Reeves, yeah. he's... Yep. I love Keanu Reeves too. I can like, watch anything with Keanu Reeves. Uh, what the hell was the name of that movie? It was more of a, like a suspense horror than horror, but uh, maybe it was Knock at the Door or uh, uh, Anna de Armas, I believe, is in the film as well. The de Armas chick. Uh, but he's like, you know, a married man with kids, and these two young girls show up at his oh, house. Oh, yes. Um, I think I think you're right. I think it might be Knock at the Door. Yeah, that movie was fantastic. Like it had me on the edge of my seat watching it. My my wife, my poor fucking wife, was so anxious that entire film because she loves Keanu Reeves, but some of his actions throughout it, she's like questioning the character and like, is he kind of? I'm like, well, I mean, you know, it's it's nice to see a Keanu Reeves in a different. I want to see Keanu Reeves play just a straight up dickhead bad guy in something. <laughs> Oh yeah. I think the closest we've seen to that was uh, the evil robot in Bill and Ted. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably going to be the closest we get. Another uh, thing on that end, uh, thinking that regard, I had uh, seen an article about Nick Cage today, uh, talking about how he doesn't need to be in the MCU. Uh, there's room to go around for everybody, type thing. But um, someone made a comment like that's like alpha level uh, uh, shit right there from uh, Nick well, Cage. You know, did so you know Nick once, Did you know he was once in line to be Superman? Mm-hmm. I've seen yeah. the, uh, the production there's, photos before I got canceled down too. There's, there's photos and footage of him. Wow. He was so skinny, which is, I'm okay with because like Superman, I don't think has to be muscular. Nah. Like his power comes from the sun, not from his muscles. What's the point yeah. of Superman having muscles? Like, yeah. he doesn't need them. He doesn't need to be some big jacked-out buff dude. Like, it's not necessary. Someone like Batman, it makes perfect sense because that dude has to contend with super-powered villains and sometimes even heroes. Yeah. The Flash doesn't need to be super muscular, but it makes sense for him because of the way his body metabolizes shit. So, like, you know, his body's going to form muscle. 
somehow we just jumped all over the place here now to talking about the like green lantern yeah. green lantern does not need does to it, be muscular no uh, I still really, really wish we'd gotten Nathan Fillon as Green Lantern in live action. He did the voice in uh, the the DC animated universe films, uh, the first two, um, Justice League and Justice League uh, Throne of Atlantis. Uh, Justice League, I think it was Justice League Apocalypse and Justice League Throne of Atlantis. They were the first two. Uh, they introduced Darkseid in the first one, and they fight him off, but they know he's going to come back. And then the second one, that's when we meet Aquaman, and we get uh, Arthur Curry's backstory. Um, those animated films, I think, are some of the best animated films I have ever seen. Uh, the cast is fantastic. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Shemar Moore of uh, Criminal Minds fame does the voice for Cyborg. On that same subject, uh, are you either of you familiar with the animated series Young Justice by uh, DC? Uh, very, very vaguely. Are either of you familiar with The Walking Dead? Yes. You remember King Ezekiel in the series? Yeah. Uh, Peyton something, I think is his name. Carrie uh, Peyton. Carrie Car Peyton, yeah. He does the voice of Aqualad in Young Justice. Really? And his voice adds a perfect, like, it's just, he sounds regal. It's perfect for a guy that pretended oh, yeah. to be a king. In oh, fucking, yeah. But, like, amazing. He, that man is, oh, God, that man is another one of those actors I absolutely love. Just from, oh, yeah. not only his great. voice acting in uh, The Walking Dead, he has a great presence on screen. I guess, mm -hmm. to answer your question earlier today, DJB, we're probably going to talk about uh, actors acting, uh, you know, television movies and, uh, that's that's where we end up. I haven't even finished rolling my joint yet. So like we have I have no <laughs> idea where this is gonna go. Like I don't know if I showed this last time. I got this wonderful little cone maker. This thing makes my life so much easier. Nice. It's got the little bottom part here where you put the little uh like kind of filter, not filter, uh the uh I forget what they call it, uh tips Roach. to make the tips. Huh. Yeah, well we call them tips over here. Um but then again the New Zealand calls a cone a metal bowl, so <laughs> that's why I was so amazed today. I looked like you were rolling it cone style. I'm like, damn, I can't do that. Like, I gotta use this shit to make it happen. <laughs> so then I take my nice, wonderful, pretty grinder. Now I'm on weed and like stuff this thing full, and uh, then I cram it like it's a vagina, and I'm trying to uh, see how many balls I can fit in there. The answer, depending on who we're talking about, is five. You may ask how I have five balls, but uh, I probably won't answer. Never Why? It is on Hulu. Willie's Wonderland is on Hulu. Oh, there fuck yes. I know what I'm watching when we're done tonight. I'm going to I'm, I'm be proper fucking blitzed by the end of this, so... Uh... <laughs> um... It's really funny. He's got some really good quirks in the movie. <laughs> I didn't realize it was on there. Fuck yeah. I'm, just, rem it up. It like I'm just remembering. I'm remembering parts of it now. <laughs> like my wife likes comedy and my wife likes horror. Like my family, household in general. Like you can tell that we're at least we're all either white or half white with the exception of my wife. Because, Do you like, like horror? Comedy yeah. and Nick Cage, you will love Willie's Wonderland. I love all three, but depending on the comedy. But I like horror comedy for the most part. 
Uh, but I'm not huge. My wife is, but I'm not huge on like the scary movie movies. I'll yeah. watch them, but like they're not really. They, I find the, the comedy a little too silly for my. Yeah, life. it's it's not it's not silly comedy. It's more outrageous it's like you'll see the animatronic do something to someone and you'll go oh my fucking god and you you will laugh but it'll be violent okay i like it i like it a great example of the type of comedy i do like uh which doesn't apply to either of you because neither one of you have watched the mandalorian but maybe you've watched the prequel star wars films yes you remember the battle droids though the roger roger Roger, their their type of comedy with like should we have maybe followed him uh Oh, that's above my pay grade. Like that type of comedy from that. I like that that semi silly comedy uh, yeah. without being too overboard. The overboard silly comedy. Like my exception would come with like National Lampoons or Porky's or something like that. Um, but I expect that in those. Um, Hot shots. I, I, I liked the first one when I was a kid. Uh, part two was okay. Oh. Um, but like you know, I'm not huge on parody comedy unless it's porn. I love parody porn. Star Wars. One of my favorites was uh, "This Isn't Scooby Doo XXX." <laughs> <laughs> if you're wondering, there are no dogs in it, but the oh. Velma and Daphne scene is hot. <laughs> I think Chanel Preston was one of the uh, the actresses for it. I've lost interest. You said there's no dogs in it. <laughs> but an example of another type of comedy I love would be like Schindler's List. What? Comedies of all time. I literally stole that from one of your co-hosts. I didn't expect that to catch you off guard. Me, that's what like Fuckman says every time he's on here. Is that Schindler's List is one of his favorite yeah, but you expected you expected from Phil. <laughs> See, this is why I'm marrying Phil. They're made for each other, man. <laughs> I mean, you, you can't tell me the British guy in a, a MAGA hat isn't grabbing attention the way a guy in a purple unicorn uh, uh, hoodie is. <laughs> match made in hell. It is not hell, and it is not heaven. It is a match made in purgatory, because you never know which way we're going to go. Jesus match Christ, shit on this. <laughs> I've actually only ever seen that movie once, and it was in high school. That's like yeah. saying your favorite doc. That's like saying your favorite documentary movie is United '93. It's just <laughs> wrong. I don't think I even know that. United '93 is the fourth plane that went down during 9/11. Oh. It's the one that the the passenger wait, supposedly wait. tried to um, fight back on. How does the British guy know this, but the American guy doesn't? After. I say this on After Dark all the time. I should be American. <laughs> I think slavery's funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think slavery still exists, uh, even in like your modern countries. Anyone oh, yeah. that's it's ever been poor fun. and had to get any kind of help, you realize that you're just a slave. Yeah. Like I, I've been there. Like I've, I've been poor. I, I am now. But like I've been to the point. Where, like I've had to go get assistance. And yeah. the first thing they do once they sign you up, while you're still waiting to even get anything, is they put you. If you're not working, they put you in these working classes to to build a resume. Uh, and if you don't have a job by the time that like two three weeks are over, they put you to work for them in one of the buildings they have a contract for that they get paid to have you work for. 
the last time I did this, I was put in a maintenance position uh, for City Yard. People there were making $22 to $25 an hour starting. And this was almost a decade ago when minimum wage in this area was like $7.50 an hour. And I'm working a $22 to $25 opening position, a job an hour for like $600 a month in food stamps and for my $400 rent to be paid. So for $1,000 worth of stuff, I was working 40 full hours with people that not only were unionized, but were making anywhere from $22 to $25 an hour with paid vacations that they could like call and like, I couldn't, I didn't have any of that. But like, how does that not sound like slavery? Like the whole idea behind slavery is their food and their shelter and their clothing were covered for them. They had to work for yep. the people providing for them. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah, it's like a wrestling gimmick. It's just changed its fucking name and fucking the way it acts over the years. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's just yeah. they, they've sugar. They have, they, they've sugarcoated it with another another way. They've just changed how it's done. It is still slavery. You're right. It is still exactly slavery. The ironic thing is I am of uh, Irish descent. I won't call myself Irish because I'm not Irish born, but I have uh, Irish ancestors. So I'm of Irish descent. Um, and in America, uh, during your days of slavery, the two biggest populations of people were the black people and the Irish who were coming over to the country that were being used as slaves for at one point, even the Chinese, like anyone that was new, like, okay, well, you're here. Guess what? You're working for free now. And uh, just be lucky you have a place over your roof. Like, it's one super long-term abusive relationship. Yeah. How did we go from actors to slavery? Oh, you I said, said slavery, slavery was funny. Yeah. 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 We were talking about how, America. How do you put a place over your roof? Yeah, that's what you said, Josh. It's you just do it, okay? It's America, we're free to put point, a place over our roof. At that point, at that point, it's no longer a roof; it's a fucking ceiling. Yeah. Is it, is it still a place? It's an evolution, just like the name changing from slavery to indentured servitude to public assistance. So it it's basically it goes from one story to two stories. Yeah. Um, it's funny. It, it's funny you mention Ireland because Biden's in Ireland right now. Biden is an island right now. Yeah, Biden he visited Ireland. Ireland. Oh, Ireland, Ireland. Ireland. I, so I, Ireland. Heard, I heard island. And I'm like, what? What do you mean, Biden? Biden's an island? What? Biden bought an island. I, I blame it on your thick Mexican accent. It's very hard to understand you. Yeah, Biden and Biden in Ireland. No, that I was a Mexican. That felt Swedish. <laughs> Biden in Ireland. It either felt Swedish or it felt like something Dylan Schreider might say. Oh my god. Go kill yourself. Do you think he uh, said that to himself laying in that uh uh that, that, that grave in the Netherlands after losing the Lee Bison, uh Iron Bison Lee Jones? I've seen I've seen that post. <laughs> I came across that randomly and it's the Netherlands. I hear Netherlands, I the first people I think of are Dylan and Crimson. Yeah. Yeah. And being like I knew of anything of all people Lee would get a huge kick out of this because I I don't know Lee very well but what I do know about Lee is he's almost as bad as me when it comes to beating a dead horse. Like so I'm like Lee's going to think this is great. We'll see how Dylan reacts. 
Uh, hopefully, I don't piss him off too much. Dylan knows me, I think, well enough at this point to know that I, I just like, you know, I, I will bust balls all day long. Uh, and sometimes I will do, like, keep the same joke going for longer than it's necessary. But uh, I saw that, and the first thing I thought of was that. And I'm like, oh, this has to go there. This has to go there. Ah. <laughs> oh. One of my favorite things right now. There's this. Uh, there's this guy. Me and there's this guy. Me and Lee keep talking about. Uh, he's actually uh, facing him in uh, EWN right now. This radio is this that radio game. something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Evan oh. Johnson. <laughs> we have been oh. talking about. We have been taught. Me and him have been talking about this guy for months. On that subject of EFED, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I'm also not because I'm more important than you, AB. Um, <laughs> what? what what brought you back to IW? Um, boredom. Because I see you're there. Nick Moglio's there. Casey Campbell's yeah. there. Oh, like, God. Is the XWE, X- XWE merging with IW? I was just going to ask, did uh, like, the XWE experiment uh, die out? Know. Like, like I know, and I, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to throw him under the bus or make him sound bad in any way, but I know like Nick had his doubts before the initial launch. Uh, he told me himself, if not for Grant, he probably just wouldn't have done it. Grant helped, uh, you know, get him out of the funk he was in, and then go to it. Uh, if if I'm saying too much, Nick, I apologize. Like I, I don't mean to like betray your confidence in any way, shape, or form. It's a speculation thing here with the two viewers that are watching. Like you know, nobody pays attention to us. Um, like you included, Nick. So you'll probably never hear about this. Um, but uh, like I got this thinking, like, huh? I I'd seen something about Huck coming back, doing stuff. So like, I don't know, maybe it was Huck coming back to take back over was like all these questions are now on my mind about this and like I'll tell you, you know huck, i'll be I'll, I'll be real and, and i got no problem saying this uh huck coming back to take over xwe is the equivalent of vince coming back to take over wwe again so for one night and then that's it no i mean worst case scenario yeah mm-hmm. a lot is of people though? i like hook but a lot of people don't like hook as a as a, a booker as an owner um, well, let me ask you this though: Is it is it really a worst case scenario in the case of Huck? And this isn't to knock Nick, but like Nick struggled to get people actually interacting and doing their thing in the what two months now he's been running XWE. Huck never had that problem. Huck always had full cards with tons of people interacting and and on the the page all the time. I do um, believe Huck though chased a lot of people up. I can I, I can only speak from my personal experience that I had tried to go to XWE two different times while Huck was in charge of it, and he couldn't keep my uh, attention for more than a week. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I'd go I, in I there, tried fuck around for a week. Like I like I I'd go, I'd go in there, fuck around in there for a week or two, and like eh, I'm I'm fucking bored. This place sucks. I, I'm leaving. I don't know what it is about the place. <laughs> I think maybe management tries too hard to give everybody a story. Oh, so like Attitude Era WWE that everybody loved? And it does become a little, it looks a little crowded in there. And so a lot of people, I think, like myself included, look at the cards and think this is, there's a lot of people, I don't have the time to do this and just don't. I mean, I've told Nick, as soon as I'm finished with my current storyline in XWE, that's me done there. I'm just going to spectate. I uh, I told him I'd compete, and then uh, the last match I was booked in, I didn't show up in. I'm pretty sure I no showed my last match there too. 
And he even gave me an extension, like multiple extensions, and I still didn't do it. And I felt horrible because, like, I had every intention. But then there was one issue after another issue after another issue. And, like, it just – I made the mistake. I accidentally – and it's my own fault, like, full blame. And I told Nick this. It's my own fault. Like, I accidentally downloaded too many episodes of Tiger Mask W off Crunchyroll to watch on my phone while I pooped. <laughs> Because I didn't want to have to wait for new episodes to download. So I downloaded the entire season. It took up like five gigabytes on my cell phone. Now, you all have cell phones. You know about roughly how much space your average. Now, I'm not a rich man. So, like, you know, I have like a mid-tier level cell phone. Uh, that's like a 34, 60, uh, 64 gigabyte total for everything. Yeah. And your operating mm-hmm. system takes up like half of that. So, yeah. like, you got about roughly 30 gigs counting in like Facebook takes up like four or five gigs, Instagram, all the stuff I had there for the podcast stuff. I downloaded kind master again to do this stuff. And, uh, I, I, I went to go start filming right now. Um, mine takes up 23 gigs with everything I've got on it right now. Yeah. And I also have all the streaming apps on my phone because I want to be able yeah. to have options when I sit down to take a poop. Uh, that's like, like the only time I use my phone is when I have to take a shit. Here's something. Here's a, why doesn't StreamYard have an app yet? That's a great question. Yeah. I mean, that is a very Labs has one, but to be fair, the Stream Labs one is more of a remote or for basic like cell phone streaming. Yeah. But, but StreamYard would be brilliant. StreamYard should definitely work on getting an app made. It is one of my preferred areas here, the StreamYard. Compared, oh, I, I, I just all the others. Like, I've just like been I use, recently to like break into it myself and like work out everything with it, and I'm 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 liking the way it works out like, so far. StreamYard helped me so much with my shows because um, when I used to record the the two K shows, I used to have to record the commentary as well afterwards, which would take hours. Now, nope, I can do commentary live on air. It's fantastic. Yeah. That makes it. That what makes it a lot. What do you use to do your stuff? Like, do you just put it right here through Streamyard and record through here? Like, so, do you play? If, if a match is under ten minutes and I can get the file to under two hundred, I'll just upload it to the brand and play it. Um, if not, I'll just share the screen. That's it. Okay, so like you're you're doing it on like the like the 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 system. Oh, no, no, I've already done the matches, recorded them, edited them, and put the file onto the computer. You know, are you doing the, the, the matches on Xbox? Oh, on Xbox, PC? yeah. Okay. So, like, do you just do the start recording, record the whole yeah, thing, record, and then... record to a hard drive, spam, and then put it onto the computer, edit, do what I need to do. Yeah, put, like, your little crowd effects and music and shit yeah. in there. Yeah. The it's, entrance it's music, like yeah. Because I had some ideas for stuff I want to do with uh, some of that for my other streaming stuff down the road with uh, 2K23. And I was talking to AB here about uh, getting some good facial textures of, uh, of us here, like the people on the show. Uh, and yeah. uh, trying to do like a, a shooting the shite league in the universe. Um, yeah. Like, you know, have, a, have an exalted father, an altar boy, a Captain Dildo man. Like, you know, get everyone all out there together. How are you going to put a dildo on his face? I don't I don't know how you're going to put a dildo on Unless you put a, a picture will, of the dildo. If there's a will, I, there's a way. And, thinking, I'll, and I'll find a way. I was thinking worst case, I always draw it on the way. face texture. Uh, oh, yeah, he could. Like, it wouldn't be sticking out, but you'd see it. 
Um, so, like, so what you can do is when you put images on, you can emboss them. So maybe put an image of a dildo on and just emboss it. Yes, that's something I was like, thinking. Like, like the 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 red the red yeah. across it where he like tapes it. So emboss it and then put the red over it. Well, so there's already like, there's already a Blair, a Blair character up there. There's already a, a DJB character yeah. up there. But he said it wasn't on the Community Creations yet. The updated one isn't yet. Oh, I haven't okay. put that up just yet. I thought there was two on there. The last I heard, there was two on there. Uh, no, I might have taken one down and re-uploaded another, but I, I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got like a bunch of different versions on my fucking PlayStation, and then I've got like two or three versions on fucking Steam. That's that's <laughs> the only thing that I don't like about the game. If you if you update a character you've uploaded to Creations, it should automatically update it instead of just uploading it again. Yeah. I think I think I I feel like it would be great if the updates you made went real time. At to the, the same up- time, yeah. I kind of like it the way it is because if you make an update and you like fuck something up completely, you still have the original. It's like a backup. Yeah. It's like having a backup saved in the cloud, if you will. That's true. So like I can see both cases, but like I would rather have the, the difficulty of having an extra spa- extra one than well, not. You well, know, what 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 two K's done? I noticed like in recent years with the with like saving changes, it'll give you an option to where yeah. you can save certain things. So like, do you want to save these changes well, to your universe file? Yeah. So you can have the option save these changes to community creations, maybe. Yeah. You know. I'm uh, I'm very upset. I'm very upset about 2K23. AB and I talked about this one day, and as I pitched a bunch of ideas for shit, um, where the fuck is my chopstick? Um, but uh, one of the ideas was uh, him and I, like, you know, gaming against each other on there if they did cross platform, which they don't. I know. Um, like, you can cross platform download. Why the fuck can't you cross platform play? Uh, that'd be too much fun. And. Video games are designed to make money, not to be fun. You don't think they'd make more money if, like, people knew, oh, you know, my buddies have PlayStation, I have Xbox. I used to play this shit with them all the time when I had a PlayStation. I don't anymore. What's the point of me buying this if I have no one to play with? Oh, shit, I can play with my buddies on PlayStation? Fuck yeah, I'm buying the game. Like, I, I really don't, especially in 2K's case, I don't think they're thinking about the long term. All they're thinking about is just getting this game out and then immediately going to the next one because they're on that yearly grind. They don't give a fuck about this game now that it's out, really. They're just going to, you know, put out these little DLC patches, and then when it's done, they're just going to focus on my, they're just going to focus in on my faction and abandon the rest of the game and go work on 2K24. This is the pattern that they've had for years at this point. I always understood the fact that they had a separate team working on the next year while the team was working on. Like, they'd have two teams going at once, one working on, say, 2K24, one working on 2K25. When 2K24 was released, they would keep uh, handling and maintaining the updates that needed there uh, as it went on. And once the whole thing was released and done, they would move on to, say, 2K26. Well, I think that's – I feel like that might have had something to do with back when they had a bigger team to use because around – in 2K20, they lost the original developers, and then they had to bring in a whole new... That's why 2K20 sucked so bad, because they had to completely change out the dev team, and they completely butchered it. Um, Honestly, so I got, thought 2K20 got, got, was got, better got, than 22. 
Uh, mm, that's a that's a hot ass take. Two K twenty better than two K twenty two. Yeah, it didn't have my faction. There was uh, one thing. There was one thing that I liked better about two K twenty. That was the fact that you could glitch the steel steps and have proper moves on the steel steps. Yeah, See, that was it. Even DJB admits that 2K20 was better than 2K22. And it might one, not be what he said, but yet one, one aspect way. is all it takes. No. It only takes one. Because 2K22 is still better than 2K20 but, in like 20 different ways. Okay, fine. Let's say... Hold on, hold on. Okay. You might argue, for instance, an assault rifle is better than a machete because you can shoot like 150 bullets with it, right? But that one machete, I can chop your fucking head off with, and the problem's over. So I win. But you've got to get close enough to do that. Yeah, you got to get close to me first. And a gun is I, only I, as I, like I, useless I, I, within five I, feet. I, I can, I can, I, yeah, I, I can shoot you from across the fucking room. You've got to get right up in my fucking face. Okay. Unless, you, unless you throw it like, unless you just have picture perfect aim and can throw the thing like a fucking boomerang, just go, whee! Let me, let me remind you. Maybe, maybe you have forgotten. I've I've mentioned a number of times before. I was trained in close quarter combat with blades I and firearms that. as a part of the United States Marine Corps. He's also a ninja. I, it's true. I have my headband right here. Okay, he's going to put a Naruto headband, isn't he? Yep. Not just a Naruto headband. Do you know whose this is, DJP? Do the horns not give it away? No, I'm, I'm forgotten. Jiraiya. Oh, shit, the yeah. The pervy sage. Yeah. <clears throat> the toad sage. It was such a good time <coughs> when killed him. Which is funny because he's still around in Baruto. Kind of. Yeah. The clone of him that was made specifically to fight uh, one of the aliens that they're up against uh, to weaken him so he'd have to use his power and ditch the shell. There's when, uh, speculation that Baruto might be training with him in the future. Are you learning Baruto from him? Well, I haven't seen this stuff. This is just stuff that I've I've come across and on YouTube about speculation that because of you, you you've seen have you seen the beginning of Baruto at all? The beginning of Baruto, they show you something that hasn't happened yet. And so there's a time skip that leads to that. Like, they're adults, adult Baruto's fighting this other guy. Like, uh, the whole village is destroyed. Naruto's dead. Like, this is the first oh. few minutes of the series. They introduce this to you. And then they go back to uh, Naruto, Baruto getting it's ready to start school. If you've, seen, if, you've, if you've seen Shippuden, it's basically kind of like that, where, like, it shows you something about halfway through the series and then goes back to the beginning with no Naruto dies. Yeah. Alleged. Uh, Alleged. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, it happens. Uh, the guy that does it, they frame Baruto for it and change everyone's memories in the town to think Baruto did it and they exile him. What about Sasuke? Uh, Sasuke's, I think his mind was altered too by this ability. Uh, anyone that this woman's come in contact with, she can like influence their, 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 their memories and their, and shit. Uh, and so Baruto goes into exile. And here's the thing. He doesn't have the Uzumaki last name because this other guy who actually did the killing, she convinces everyone that he is Naruto's natural born son and that Baruto, not the son, this outsider came in and killed Naruto. It's the way that her ability works. Right? Damn. 
so Baruto now needs to train to come back and take on this guy as they go to the time skip, the jump, leading up to this. The speculation, the theory has been that he's going to go train with, I think it's Momoshiki. No, Momoshiki was no, the alien. Kashi, Ko, Ko, Koji Kashi. Yeah. Koji Kanja, yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, clone of Jiraiya. So, and like he's had some fragments of Jiraiya memories, the, the thought process being that they might end up helping each other. Uh, he training Baruto the way Jiraiya had trained Naruto would unlock the memories of Jiraiya, which then brings forth the question would he be, you know, Koji here or would he be Jiraiya at that point? If he has all of Jiraiya's memories, all of Jiraiya's abilities. At this point, is he Jiraiya or is he the separate, is he the clone? Like, that's the whole, like, question. Kind of like, uh, a, like a, um, the ship of Theseus, is it? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It, I, I find it, like, people shit all over Baruto, and I can understand why, uh, but I've liked what I've seen of it. I've seen, like, a hundred and thirty-eight episodes. Uh, the biggest thing I think a lot of people have shit on Boruto over is a lot of people who were watching it as it was airing at the beginning and got like just bombarded with a bunch of useless filler. Yeah, see, I don't see filler as like useless. watching it, watching it, and watching it in bulk, like, like we would being like behind yeah. on it would make that a little more tolerable when you're having to watch like non-canon material every week for like a year people are gonna be like what the fuck is this we want the yeah, shit that actually you, matters to the story you, and you, i know i know I, I know your philosophy on filler but you are probably the only person who thinks that but here's, filler you know, here's, here's the thing though do you know why there was so much filler um they because of the demand for the anime in japan they yeah. knew how much time? I mean, like, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I know the Japanese audience, but the but the Japanese audience still eats it up regardless of whether it's filler or not. So, like, for that, are you <laughs> going that, to? Are you if you're the, the the anime guys? Are you going to keep making these filler episodes? They're going to get you a check every single week. Are you the, seeing the audience, or are AB, you going AB, to take a break? Is, an, is AB saying filler isn't common? I mean, technically, he's right, but he's also wrong. Which See, I believe, not. depending on the context, because, like, um, yeah, Dragon like Ball. Can. Yeah, because like, like, Dragon Ball has can, a lot of filler, but it's kind take something that was filler. Ooh, ooh, that's a perfect example. There's a character that was a filler. There's, like, two or three different filler characters in Naruto that later become canon characters. So it's it's perfectly believable that that filler stuff could become a like a Dragon canon Ball. But there is yeah. a whole series of Dragon Ball that is filler and not canon whatsoever, according to the writer of Dragon Ball, because it was American made and American produced, and it does not count with the rest of the universe. And that is Dragon Ball GT. I love GT. My wife did too. I hated it, which is funny because I've mentioned loving the sci-fi stuff, but it just it felt so stupid. However, I'm sure if I was a younger kid watching it, I would have loved it. But as an adult trying to watch Dragon Ball GT, I just I hated it. I didn't like, but Goku, I hate Goku. I've never been a fan of Goku. He is one of my least favorite characters in all of anime. Like, people, 
people shit on, for instance, uh, Minata from uh, uh, My Hero Academia as being so useless. All he is is a pervert. But you know what? I'd rather watch Minata on my screen than fucking Goku. Minata, to me, seems a perfect representation of a young, semi-preteen boy. You were a preteen boy at once. Can you tell me you were not a perverted preteen boy that would be interested in peeking on women getting dressed? I just want to look at the boobies! Right, right. Like, there's a whole preteen audience, teen audience that fucking loves Chainsaw Man because everything he does is for tits. Like, I mean, so you yeah. can't tell me it's not a relatable or realistic personality. But Goku, have you ever met someone who behaves like Goku, does nothing but eat, and doesn't care if he gets killed or his ass kicked? He just wants to fight strong people. Drug addicts. I invite him. Yeah, I don't count him either, because if you wave a can of Dr. Pepper in his face, he's a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if you saw in his, his post earlier today. I, saw, I, saw I, his, I don't know what's wrong my, with him. My Dr. Pepper dream soda stash. <laughs> I have four 12-packs back there. What the, fuck, what the fuck is wrong? Fucking Dr. Pepper. The funny thing is I've had those four 12-packs for about two months. Why are you whispering? Was I? It sounded like you were whispering, and someone not meant to know you've got Dr. Pepper. Well, I mean, I don't know if it might make Iron Bison appear out of nowhere, and if he might, like, I don't know, try to make me kill myself because he beat Dylan, and, like, that was Dylan's thing, so maybe now it's Bison's thing. I don't know. Though we did have um, an interesting conversation with Grant here a few weeks back. Uh, technically, neither Bison or Dylan are number one or number two. How? The reason being, Grant has beaten Bison. All right. So that would put Grant above Bison, but I have beaten Grant. Huh. So that would put me above Grant. So I've never, Bison I've is never, actually I've number three. Grant. I've never, and I've Dylan never is done number four. I would consider you in these but... rankings, DJB, but I remember a particular horny unicorn uh, luchador that, that drove DJB crazy in IW at once. That was IW. That was one of the most funs I ever most fun I ever had in IW actually. I was never hundred percent certain if your your reactions, because they felt so genuine, were legitimately pissed off about things, or if like you were just like going with it character wise. And I loved that. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm just going to assume that he's <laughs> playing with this. Because I'm under the impression, at least that's how I handle things. Like, if someone does something in EFED that legitimately pisses me off, I'm reaching out to them. Like, hey, look, this, all right? I'm still going to play with you. I'm still going to do my thing. But just, like, look, you know. So if we're talking about, like, who should be number one, two, three, and all that shit. So on your premise there, Josh, you should be number one. Exactly. Grant should be number two. Yeah, like poop. I should be number three because I have beaten Dylan. Bison has not beaten me, but Grant has beaten me, and so have you. Yeah, but I didn't beat you in competition. Yeah, but I beat Dylan in comp. Number four should be Bison because he has beat Dylan. Uh, but then again, yeah, and Grant has beat him. So yes, yes, yes. Bison should be four, and Dylan should be five. I've beaten Dylan and Bison. And one of the things that gives me an edge over everybody else in the top five list is I am the only one in that list that has beaten in comp during his undefeated streak, the man known as Legion. Is he still alive? Yeah, he just doesn't compete anymore. Occasionally he'll come out and do something for IW here or there, but like 
he's been like away from it for a while. What really took his love for competition out, believe it or not, was losing to me. That was the end of his competition. He felt gypped. And the funny thing is we were both a part of the Brotherhood at the time. And the Brotherhood handled the judging so that this way you could be like, hey, like, and even when he called out, like, I don't think this was right. Um, Chad Bartlett sat down and did a whole video going over both of them. Yes, Josh did get docked. He went over the time limit that you were supposed to have here. But Josh told the better story. You saw the the hunger. You saw the fire in his eyes. His determination to be the one to beat you one-on-one. Yours felt uh, like nothing compared to that. Yeah, you made the, you did the pigtails. You did the bandana on your arm like he did. But there was something different with him. That was a whole nother level. You You lost. He finally agreed to it, but then he uh, he went and uh, did this whole other thing and made a whole big drama thing. A bunch of people threatened to quit because I beat him and I was one of the judges too. Yes, I understand how that goes. I wasn't a judge for that match. But back in the PWA days, you had like 12 judges and you'd have three to five on a match. So like just because someone's in the judging panel doesn't mean they're judging these things. Like I was judging other things, sure. But there were a lot of people that judged other things. And I beat legion unanimous five nothing and then the people he asked to look at it afterwards jeffro the iq uh chad bartlett these people also all picked me at the end of the day i beat him nine nothing and no one was talking about me as a top promo artist at that time like they talked about my pigtails and uh the whole like completely out there like characteristic like you know this is still people you still see it today but most of efed back then was no different than trash bag fed a bunch of random guys in front of a camera talking heads and you have this dude like legion who got over huge because he played a character like a very smooth talking character that you'd almost think you were actually making a deal with the devil listening to but then you got this other loud like rambunctious perverted dirty-minded man calling himself a trans uh, a neutral gender neutral unicorn trapped in a man's body who was in love with a baseball bat and the big gimmick was she was a swinger and he was okay <laughs> with it because it was his lady love the saucy broad like and i was known to that time and i think still to this mo- to the point if i'm actually paying attention to i will run with a story like if i see an opportunity for a story that someone's doing i ran with it and that's how a lot of my character there got formed like i'd pay attention to what happened and the results and i'd introduce something from it uh, like all the whole name the joshua mclean was a spelling error on dylan mays he was putting together a website and he had accidentally put the in front of joshua mclean for my name so i ran with it I'm like, fuck it. The Joshua McClain. The one. The only. The only one that matters. <laughs> like, did the whole thing from it. The baseball bat came about because it was used in a match against Walter Maine. Um, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that happened with me in the uh, the the hook gimmick. I mean, yeah. Like, see, see, if anything, I should say you were my uh, student, not uh, Gary's. At least you wouldn't have to hold your head in shame. Exactly. <laughs> Even though I never tutored you. <laughs> no, I, I learned a lot of people silently you know um i'll be honest like i know people put me with gary a lot but that's just because he wouldn't shut the fuck up about me i do but not in a bad way if i'm he is the he is between me and him he was the only one who actively tried to make it look like he was responsible for me even being around 
using the Gary thing, I am going to give you a whole lot of credit. And I want you to take it, and I want you to listen to why, okay? I would own that shit if I were you, okay? You weren't willingly his student necessarily, but he called you your student. Fine. Gary, everything else aside from that man was fantastic at getting attention. All right? If not for all this go Gary going on and on about his student, his student, his student, TJ Blair, I never would have even looked your way. <laughs> I did, though, and I was interested. I saw a lot of raw stuff there that still needed molding and figuring out and hopefully away from Gary. Because the last thing I thought you needed was someone throw out, giving you like a million different ideas in different directions. But someone I mentioned the last name we were there. We talk about it every week on here. We used to. Where, where's Gary? The Where's Gary watch? What happened to him? Where he is? We can we look him up, see if he's dead, see if he's in jail. We haven't found anything. But yeah, like I won't I won't deny that there are definitely things I picked up from him. Cause like I said, when when he was on he was on um it just so is, happened he, that most of the time, Yeah. Like when when he wasn't like all fucked up. He was he was pretty he was pretty he was pretty fucking rabid. <laughs> One second, I'm trying to get the poop on my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there hey, you go. You the only thing that but, would probably disappoint you is if I did this. Oh. But don't worry. Nah, nah. There you go. You Aww. got it back. <laughs> I, I gave it back to you. You got the shit. You're yeah. shahed. Shahed. Ah. <laughs> uh. Now, is, is yours as fun as mine, or is yours mostly the other? What? Is yours as fun as mine, or is yours mostly the other? I don't know what you mean. The other? How much is tobacco? How much is marijuana? Oh, it's about 80% marijuana. So it's not as fun as my 100%? No, that's probably a lot more fun. It is. <laughs> it's not as fun. Uh, you might have missed it last week. I did the supernatural. What? Have you heard of this, the raw supernatural? No. It is a two-foot cone. I smoked it on air last week. Do you want to see what just the Do you want to just see what just the filter looks like after it's yes. all gone? Because I saved my, my butts. I saved my butts for when I'm super poor. I have like three cans of these things. Uh, my yeah, I, yeah, I did the same. I'm going to pull this one out first. Here's the supernatural uh, cone. There's maybe a half a centimeter of weed left in it. This is the base of it. <laughs> now, this is how full my, my, uh, my, my fourth one is. Fucking hell. Uh, I have to start a fifth one. I use the red uh, and the white containers instead of my black ones so I don't confuse it with my, my good stuff. <laughs> what I like to do is when I grind up extra, I stick it in this jar, right? And then, like, I'll start half-filling it with my extra grind stuff that I don't put in my joints whatever I grind instead of leaving it out. And then, like, I'll break down a bunch of my butts, and I'll, I'll, I'll break down the, the stuff that's partially charred, and I'll mix that in with the ground stuff. This way, when I do have to use that, I'm not smoking all, like, second-generation yeah. stuff. 
I, I don't see it any different than the folks that would scrape out their bowls and smoke resin. The exact the difference is that yeah. there's actually weed in it. So yeah. <laughs> it's not as nasty. Yeah. And at least you're not fucking doing what the the crackheads do and picking butts off the street. Exactly. Like they're I'm picking them out of a container. <laughs> it's your container, they they're your butts, so Exactly. Yeah. I love to pick my butts. I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you have to, especially when the thong starts riding up. Yeah. yeah. I know you might that. say why thong, but like the thong really fits the schlong better than like a g-string. That extra little bit of like material really helps support the the, the boys down below. <laughs> and I always just tell people I'm a wrestler. <laughs> I'm an online wrestler. Yeah, that was part of the thing I got made fun of the other night about. Um, I'm like, okay, that's cool. I'm uh, I'm going. To, oh, no, I updated this. Why didn't it stay updated? What? Oh, you whore! I updated this earlier today. The episode thirteen, A B can't name the things. A B isn't allowed to title which, these. Which fuck you for that? <laughs> He wanted I to call, it, he wanted to call it insert title here. Dude, am I the only one who, who, who doesn't catch the fucking reference? I mean, I'm assuming you caught the reference because you said it, so I don't yeah. know why you wouldn't catch the reference. Think back. Think back. I think it was fucking episode four when Fuck Phil man. came insert up. Insert number yeah. here. Insert. Yeah. But he didn't say insert it's a title. Reference. It's a reference. But it's not a good one. Yes, it fucking is. No, let's let's compare insert title here uh, here to this so that I can prove how incredibly right I am. Ladies and gentlemen, you are watching Shooting the Shite. Season insert number here. Episode insert number here. There is no reference to a title there. Yeah, I put it in, in reference to that it doesn't have to be word for word to be a reference i mean insert here can be anything it could be what your uh the tattoo you get above your ass before you go into prison it could be like it could be a reference to the old uh uh a default way to create wordpress pages if you were illiterate to html where they would literally have insert title here uh insert <laughs> Uh, subject here, insert paragraph here, where like you would then copy out the area and put in what you wanted. Like, you know what else it could be? It could be a reference to Phil Marshall's fucking joke. But it wasn't. Motherfucker. Do you know how I know it wasn't a reference to Phil Marshall's joke? Because I didn't oh, get it. Because I didn't get it. You know it's dangerous to be on camera with a full green screen behind you, right, AB? Oh, bring it on. <laughs> oh my god. Ooh. Do you think we could, like, replace Piper Perry with him? And, like, just have uh, all those dogs from the British film around him, like, showering him? Bring it on. <laughs> that, that could be the graphic for the next episode of uh, Shooting the Shite. Oh, they might classify as racist because brown people referencing uh, uh, turds shooting their shite. Like, Ooh. yeah, 
they're shooting their shite. You know what people. we need? We need an addition to this cast so someone to play the scat man. Please don't say you've brought Z on. I mean, he could be the scat man. He could be. Where is he? He said, oh, give me the link so I'll be on my way. That was a really good impression. No, it wasn't. It sounded <laughs> a lot like him. Hold on, wait, who was, who, wait, who are we talking about? The. Clown. Oh. Okay. It. We're talking about it. Delvabar. Oh, yeah. Right, PJB, give, give me your best uh, Cody Hunter impression. Um. Okay. Who the fuck's Cody Hunter? No. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I, I would. I would have to actually see a video of him first, so I could just sound as lispy as possible. And you can't pronounce R's. Lispy as possible, but I can't pronounce R. That sounds more like so much. <laughs> this is this is so much. I'm an itcher asshole. You forgot the okay beforehand. Do you do you know how that voice clip came to be? No. Uh, Robert Miller and them told him if he uh, sent them this in a voice clip, he could join ATM. Oh God. And then they didn't let him join ATM, and instead they sent it around to everybody to make fun of him. Which is why I, which is why I brought back an old character I did. Back in the CPW days, and one of the reasons that, and also some stuff that happened between him and uh, uh, Patty Pat, Patrick Reynolds. Yeah. Um, I have never officially, formally admitted this on live anywhere to anyone before, but there was a character uh, who got a lot of heat. Even like Justin Klein was baffled by this guy uh, in CPW, uh, and that was me. Uh, his name was Mr. X. Oh. Okay. I might need some more information. Just no, some... I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Citizen X. Citizen X. Mr. X was the character from Tiger Mask W. <laughs> so, Citizen. Sinister X. Still. Still. Citizen. Still. Citizen. Citizen X. All right. Still, though. You need a little more than that. <laughs> Ask an old timer about Citizen X. I am. Yeah, yeah. I am an old timer. Uh, let's just say uh, he was a kind of a Nazi, and he okay. was really heavy pushing the envelope. Uh, imagine American History X meets Citizen Kane, but in an individual. Oh, lovely. Oh my god. The profile picture I, I used okay, was this, okay. this, this I'm, I'm white sorry. guy with glasses that looked like really kind of, he looked kind of like Joshua Stevenson but nerdier, which I know sounds impossible. Uh, but yeah. I am ascending to a whole different level. I My brain fucking called that like fucking 10 <laughs> seconds before you fucking said it. American History X and Citizen Kane. I'm like wait a minute. And then you said I'm like <sighs> Um, I hid behind a number of fake accounts back in the day, uh, and then uh, I brought him back briefly during some stuff where, where Robert Miller had said something about uh, 
of one of Patrick's, uh, Patrick Reynolds' kids. So I took a picture of uh, Robert's whole family and I made a very inappropriate meme out of it under the Citizen X uh, account, under the Citizen X name. And people were like, wait, <laughs> that fucker's back? Um, You've just inspired a whole new generation of e-fighters to make fake accounts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just wait, want to wait, point wait. out. Hold on. Just Am like I they, they've always said. Hold on. Hashtag Joshua McLean did it first. Wait, hold on. I, I don't know if I'm skipping over, but are you saying nobody knew it was you? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not until I started I admitting it to a couple people here and there, but and like yeah, up until yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, it was me. It was me, Austin. It was me all along. <laughs> oh, I love that. It's almost like when I was doing fucking that Vox Ridley character for a cup of tea, and nobody knew who it was. Nobody I remember knew. I remember messaging Vox to find out what was going on. But to be <clears> fair, <throat> I had just taken over Riots and I just had this name <laughs> on my list. I had no idea who the fucking guy was. Hadn't seen any of his work other than the fact I knew he had a mask. Yeah. Yeah, I had done this character and it was basically uh I think I have the mask around here somewhere still. I don't know where it's at right now. But um it was um Chocolate milkshakes are good. I had this uh this slipknot mask, Corey Taylor's mask from the volume five yeah. album. That had like the removable uh, face on it. All right. Um. So I started using it, and I had this uh this jacket that like had this really big hood that would like completely obscure every facial detail. Anyway, so I just put on the mask, put this <laughs> hood over, and then like put on a pair of gloves and started calling myself Vox Ridley, and started popping up for a few weeks, just like doing. I was specifically targeting people that I knew and then saying a bunch of shit to them that only uh, that only people who know them know about. Not this random nobody that just popped up on the scene. Everyone thought I was just – like every, everyone thought Vox Ridley was just some random. And then I just started letting like shit drop from stories that no new guy would have ever been around to see. And people like, yo, what the fuck is this shit? And then I, I, I specifically, oh man, my favorite thing I started fucking with with Gary in particular, because yeah. I knew I could get the best reactions out of him. You know, when I first debuted in IW, uh, at that point IW had been around for like a year or so already. Mm-hmm. My first couple of promos, I was talking about stuff that happened in the first episode of IW Alpha before it was even Alpha, and it threw people for loop because I wasn't there for it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you know this about me. I'm mildly autistic. I tell everyone all the time. Uh, and I have no problem doing research. Yep. Especially yeah. Especially if I know I'm going to get one over on somebody with this because then they're going to be like, wait, how did he know that? <laughs> how did yeah. And as I was telling you before we went on the air, I hate not knowing things. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter if it's important. It doesn't matter. I hate not knowing things. I, especially if I'm going to go in a new place, I want to know as much as I can about the area. And I'll mm-hmm. ask some of the original people. I'll go through and find the earliest posts and stuff I can find. 
watch videos and I'll start referencing these things. The first time I referenced Claire to James Park before he did the whole onions killed her thing, right? And like she wasn't regularly, and I'm referencing Claire. He's messaged me. He's like, "How did you know about her? Like I haven't really used her in a while. She's coming up in the story. Did did uh did Tony did did did, 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 did you know onions tell you this? I'm like, no. And at that time, Onions and I were both uh, admins in UPW. Like, we both ran a show. Uh, Onions was on my show. Uh, and uh, I, he was doing a... Uh, that was the birth of the uh, Wolfstead match uh, between him and uh, Jason Sanders, where Jason Sanders did the uh, story of Eric Hughes. Oh, uh, yeah. The whole backstory of Onions. Uh-huh. All oh, because man. of my booking, I'd like to point out. Um, <laughs> but no... Yeah, I remember... Uh, I remember- <laughs> little diversion i remember what was it when they first introduced the iw world title they had that big chamber match to crown it uh jason and and onions were both in that match and i remember them calling back to that and i'm like i remember uh, calling back and i'm like yo what is this shit i was fucking hooked at that time man yeah. Plus, I mean, I was just watching everything he was doing anyway because we were in a group together. <laughs> so I was just watching everything. Oh, my guy. yeah. I forgot yeah. you guys were yeah. in a... The Rapture, it was me, Ethan Carnage, and then Daniel Saint and Sebastian Saint. Yep. Yep, it was the four of us. And then um, it kind of fizzled out after three months. <laughs> And no shade, but not because of me or Jason. <laughs> because of Sebastian Saint. I have no idea what's going on in IW. The reason I say that is I know Sebastian Saint was notorious for like never getting stuff in unless Nick was on his ass. Yeah. Um, well, him and Daniel both kind of fell off the face of the earth. Daniel has it for a different reason. Uh, Daniel uh-huh. is too much of a perfectionist. He would rather no show than post something he does, he's not happy with. Right. It's still a bit of a pain in the ass. Yeah. But, but it's different than just being like time, I'm not doing it. I remember at the time we had the the alpha tag titles and we were kind of doing it I guess freebird rule style where like it would like we would kind of just trade the titles with each other. It, and maybe you might be forgetting something. What? Who was booking IW Alpha at that time? Oh, that was you, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's right. I know everything about your story, including the stuff that didn't end up making it to the light of day. Yeah. But, like, there um, was a solo project for you down the road, but the whole angle fell apart because of other people showing up. So, like, we hoped to do something else with you, but then you ended up, I think, going to Omega. No, what happened? No, no. Actually, what happened is I remember this stuff vividly because it was basically what kind of changed my fucking trajectory. And I think Ness but, came in right um, after that, too. Do what? I think Ness came in right after that, too. That was when I was uh, – I needed uh, a break. Yeah, Ness had – Ness had got come, replaced. Ness had, yeah, Ness had come in, and he was the one that kind of told me the plan to uh, – Rapture was splitting up, and I, I guess the plan was I was going to go solo. Um, so it was like me and the saints versus ATM for the tag titles, the saints no showed. So they basically wrote it into where I beat the fuck out of both of them and left. (laughs) Um, 
and then well, they didn't write that. I wrote another that. angle, another angle that happened on this same card. Uh, I, I mentioned before it was WrestleCade, I think. Um, but another thing that happened was the re, the, the the reformation of Filth. TJ Vegas at the time, uh, Nick White, Alicia, and Jack Arson was supposed to be a member and then like yeah. two weeks later he had a full-blown fucking meltdown again and got kicked out and then nick messaged me and gave and offered the spot that gary had to me <laughs> because i guess you know the connection um you're welcome by the so way i did <laughs> um, I, I i don't know if that specifically i was involved in that part but i do know i remember recommending to somebody in the event that something went down with arson i think it was actually david i had talked to i'm like i don't think arson's a good idea maybe you should take blair since this is going yeah, on oh, yeah i we remember talked. i remember what happened because they had already they had already done the wrestle card it was done and then gary went and like did a fucking shoot on this guy and spoiled the match. He had already known what was going to happen in the match. He was pissed at David for something and just spoiled the whole match. He said, here's what's going to happen. You're going to beat me and then I'm going to get up and beat up on you and burn the title on your chest or some shit. So he just completely went full-blown renegade mode. So then I think they tried I think they tried for like a week to salvage it and it just wasn't salvageable and he got kicked. Um so that kind of facilitated, hey, uh we need a new guy in this spot, and then Nick came to me with the with the pitch and we'll see. that kind that kind of set the stage for me for years to come. <laughs> Here's some stuff you might not know about that time frame. Yeah, because I was still very. I was. I keep in mind at this point, I wasn't even six months into the fucking game. <laughs> I, I was on my I had way. Been through out. So much. I w- I had been through so much already in like five months. <laughs> I, I I was on my way out because of the shit going on with my ex-wife. I needed mm-hmm. to get away. Yeah. Uh, I needed some time off. Uh, so he found Dan to replace me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was supposed to come back and fill in when I was ready, but you know it didn't happen. Um, but in there, uh, you guys didn't know this, but the reason there was talks of you being pushed as a solo star was because you guys were getting dropped by Sanders. Mm -hmm. That you may remember shortly afterwards led to the, uh, Ethan Carnage, Rocky T tag team. I remember that happening, but I don't remember it happening immediately after that because I remember it was in the following season, though the the build up to it, the stalking angle oh. that led to it, because the idea was it was all building to the two of them forming of like a super stable. Two seasons later, you guys were going to get dropped. Originally, you guys were supposed to lose the ATM anyway. Uh, yeah, spoiler. I figured that was going to happen. But the idea was going to be they were going to get dropped. You were going to probably get shipped to Omega. Things went the way they they talked about, and I think you did end up going to Omega shortly like, after. Like, like two years, like two years, like a year or two later, I think. No, no, the next year. No, no, I no. Okay, okay, I'm get because 2019 was a very long <laughs> fucking for me. Um, 2019 feels like two years. So, 
2019 did the whole filth run and then I kind of started having a fucking mental spiral and couldn't handle alpha anymore. So then I wasn't, I was given the option to either go to Omega or Delta. I wanted to go to Delta because Rodney was running it. I like Rodney. I trust Rodney. Uh, A lot of people that I really wanted to work with were on Delta. Um, Incidentally, that's where you and I ranked up. You had had Nick, you had uh, Onions, you had Carnage, you had Dyer. Delta was stacked at that time. Oh, you were were in there too? Me and Jen, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so Delta was fucking stacked at that time. And I wanted to go there, and David said, uh, no, it's too fucking stacked over there. Um, You're, You're forgetting another person that was there at the time. Who? Who else? Cody Petty. Oh, right. <laughs> Guys, I have to love you and leave you. It is past 6 a.m. and I've got stuff I need to do today. You okay. have at it. You have at it. You keep Thanks staying beautiful, on. you beautiful blue-eyed beast. You. <laughs> we will miss you. Goodbye. I will think of you later while I'm touching myself. Oh, I'll definitely marry you then. <laughs> Marry you, fuck AB, and kill everyone else. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. See, and on that note, bye. Adios, my man. Um, but but you, you, yeah, that 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 uh, the, the original plan was if we were gonna keep you on Alpha, uh, after the drop, because we knew Sebastian Saint, we knew the Daniel Saint stuff, we knew this probably wasn't gonna work out, so we were gonna use it for as long as we could. And when I couldn't, we were going to see what you were doing, and you would impress us enough to be like, okay, he's serious. He's working under uh, Jason now. By the time we drop this and Jason moves on, he should be able to carry his own. Like, he he does pretty good work. Mm -hmm. So the talk was putting you potentially, if not like, you know, your hardcore type thing, uh, going for the North American Championship. Mm -hmm. I wasn't even really doing the hardcore thing yet. Like I wasn't the only even we like thought of hardcore. hardcore just yet. Um, that the was only like, reason hardcore was... came up is because we were talking about bringing it back for the do the whole twenty four seven thing we'd been doing for a while, mm-hmm. and we had a lot of like this. Well, that was how we began building Joey Taylor. Yeah, for, yeah, I remember that. Championship. He was hardcore champion at that time. Mm-hmm. I remember there, uh, there was a, a big match between him and uh, Casey Moran at one of my first uh, pay per views I did, uh, which. Everyone hated the name for it, but I did it anyway. Friendship stinks. That show holds a very special place in my heart. And I created the music for it. I've had the reds, the blues, and the pinks. But one thing's for sure. Friendship stinks. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It holds a very special place in my heart because that, I genuinely believe on that card, was my genuine breakout match well the the main thing do, 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 do you remember what 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 that match was was that no that wasn't the joey taylor match no um i'm trying to remember the whole card because i i came up with the name for the card because one of the main events was justin klein versus mikey p uh mm-hmm. Like, it was all people who had been allies, for the most part. The big stories of people who had been allies fighting each other. Yeah. Uh, so, like, my friendship stinks. You know, they turn on each other. Um, I'm trying to remember. 
Yeah, because I'll tell you this. we My match was one of the cases where it wasn't a ally broken up. It was, was it just a gimmick a, match? No. It was a normal match with Zach. How Martin. early in the show was Okay, yeah, yeah. That was... He pushed the absolute shit out of me that look week. at that whore she said she can't be on here and now she's like hi I went, I'm just I'm, smile I'm pretty for you. one reason one reason only Blair I got my promo done on you sweet okay but are your boobs in it I mean I guess technically they are huh I mean technically they're on her always yeah <laughs> like Blair here's just, the thing Blair just frozen with like like duck lips yeah, he, he freezes a lot. He has poor internet. He's from Kentucky. Yeah. Like, the internet people that made their internet there have sex with each other and their family. So, like, yeah, they fry chicken and fuck that. family on there. So, like, they don't know internet. It's not his yeah. fault. I was, like, like, I was getting ready to do probably your prom, finish the promos. I was, like, screw it. I'm popping in. Like, I got Blair's done, and I try to get at the XWE promo done. Like, I've never done a five-man promo before, so I'm like... Well, that'll brain, be fun. My brain Did you just wrong. say you've never done a five-man porno before? Promo. Oh, I heard porno. So you haven't done a five-man porno before. Oh! Brooke, is there <laughs> a video of it? What? Is there a video of it? Of what? The five-man porno. <laughs> I got some of the outtakes they post that I try to work on. You have you have outtakes from the five man porno? No, of the promo I try to make. Oh well, we started talking about the porno that you admitted existing because AB asked you if you, and, and so like you know. I'm going. To, I should have just focused on editing my promo. Brooke, you know I don't know what it is. The last two weeks I've seen you on here, you look different than you had before. I don't know. There's, there's something different about you. I've been using a ring light. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's the lighting and the change. Like, your face looks different. Um, like, I don't I've want the used, wording. I've been using my, uh, I've been back on my face cleaning stuff, so. Like, like I, I don't want the word wording here to come across w w bad, weird, offensive, too creepy, anything of that nature. Like, I have the time when I say shit, I know how it sounds, but I don't mean any of it in any way that's in anything other than, like, having a laugh. Um, I don't know if it's the lighting. Because of the lighting, it, maybe it is. But, like, just your face in general, it looks the, – the best word I can use for it, and I, again, mean it in no other way. It, like, has, like, a prettier vibe to it, but not – I don't know. I, I can't word it right without sounding like I'm trying to hit on you. But if you want to show us your boobs, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, like you, uh, and it's not saying you weren't before, uh, but like I don't, you, you, your face just looks more. I guess I don't know. You just you look different. Smooth. My face is more clear because I've been been using proactive. I've been using that again. Maybe, but like I don't, I don't know. Like you have a, are you pregnant? Blake. <laughs> okay, and the reason I ask this is because even when you smile there, the best way I can describe it would probably be like, you know when they describe a, a woman being pregnant having a particular glow to them? Right? That's the best way I can describe it. You glow like you're pregnant. Wait, did, did I just accidentally call her fat? 
Oh my God, where are we going? Then again, I told the 10 year old today when she was uh, sweeping, like her shirt rolled up over her belly. Right. And she's 10. The 10 year old kids generally have like a certain amount of pudge to them. She has 10 year old like kid pudge. But unfortunately, the rest of her body is developed like a grown woman. Um, so I'm looking, I'm like, you know, Darcy, you almost look like you're, you have a pregnant belly. And of course, I got yelled at by everybody. Like, oh, you're going to be like, no, I'm not making fun of her. Like, it's not to make fun of her stomach or tell her she's fat. Like, 10-year-old kids have pudge to them. It's a part of the body. Like, it's it's supposed to be there, right? Unfortunately, because of how developed she is, it looks like it's a pregnant woman's, like, belly. She had just eaten before this, too. So, like, you know, but, like, I'm looking at her. I'm like, huh, your, your stomach looks like a pregnant belly. And I got yelled at so much. Damn, bro. I had to sit there and defend myself. I'm like, look, okay, look, it's not my fault. Everyone in this house is fat, myself included, okay? I can't. No, I didn't say that. That would probably have gotten. No, no, I don't think anyone would have said anything. Funny story. Uh, if my wife wants me to go away <clears throat> for whatever reason, probably because she's going to turn on Markiplier and do on a, on unmentionable things while watching him do things um uh she'll be like i'm so fat and she knows i'll walk away <laughs> i will walk away because there's no engaging in that conversation in any way shape or form that makes me win or like makes me come out better and like she'll always drop it when i'm doing something in the other room like the other day i was watching bleach and i came out i went to the bathroom i talked to her for a bit and like she ends one conversation we had with ah oh, i'm so fat I turned and I walked away. <laughs> and as soon as I did, she's like, yep, you're like, I'm out of here. Uh, and she's like, so you're saying, I'm like, I think you've been doing that already. You're just like, hmm, you know that if you drop this, I'm going to walk away. <laughs> no, these, are, these are stories inside my marriage. I'm going to share another one with you today, all right? Uh, my wife's doing dishes uh, like she should as the woman of the household. Um, there's a reason they have smaller feet than us, AB. It's so they can stand closer to the sink and the stove, all right? My size 15 boots don't fit very close against the stove, but my wife's like size three feet, they fit perfectly, okay? She can stand right over there. I mean, maybe the titties are hanging over it, but like, that's okay. I tell her she's got hot tits all the time. If she's over the stove, duh, she knows I'm telling the truth. But um, we're sitting there, she's doing dishes, and she's like, hey, do you want me to start a pot of coffee? I'm like, uh, sure, okay. She goes, I don't like that answer. And I looked at her. I'm like, fine, whore. Fucking make my cup of coffee. Make my start my fucking coffee. Is my coffee not fucking ready yet? I want my fucking I'm, I'm yelling at her. I'm getting loud like it's an actual argument, right? The 10-year-old, Darcy, in the other room, peeks out. She goes, I didn't hear anything and walked away as I'm, like, insulting her mom. <laughs> I, like, just going. And my wife's, my wife's fucking dying at the thing. I'm like, that's right, whore. Make my fucking coffee. Yes, I want fucking coffee. It's not fucking ready yet. What the fuck? You said my fucking coffee. Make the I want some stupid fucking coffee. And don't make me stupid coffee. My coffee better be fucking smart. Not like everybody else in this house. Fucking stupid ass. Ask me, do I want coffee? Of course I fucking. Funny story. She, she made the coffee. Pop, turned it on. I still haven't had a cup. Um, <laughs> so let's ask Reddit. Am I the asshole? And I think it's a unanimous yes, right? I'm the asshole here. <laughs> Brooke's like, I don't know, but that was hot. Why do you think I'm laying down? No, my back is killing me. You keep telling stories like that, you might get a titty. 
Arthur's <laughs> Arthur's titty. Um, how you doing? Um, <clears throat> oh, have you guys seen that? The Enzo Amore story coming out of uh, uh, WrestleMania with um, MLW, was it? Yeah, he's like, did he get fired? They're saying like he fired him, but he's like, no, I was never actually under contract. Everything I've seen, no one has denounced the fact that he was not actually under contract. He had a handshake agreement to do some shows Uh there. They advertised him for a title match. He claims he didn't want any title matches. He wasn't there for title matches. He didn't want anything that was going to hold him down. Now, (laughs) if that you have the handshake deal thing being true, the rest of that being true leads me to believe, okay, this sounds about right. Like if you're working a handshake deal with a company because you don't want to sign anything because you don't know what you might decide you want to do down the road, yeah, you're not going to accept a title match. You're not going to look to go become their champion to commit to dates with them. So like he backed, they say he backed out of the match. He's like, I never agreed to this match. They just put me in the promotions, didn't even ask me. Like, I have the text message, bro, and he's like turning the stuff around on his phone, talking about it during the live video on on, on Twitter. Mm. I'm inclined to believe this dude. I think the biggest issue with this dude is he rubs people the wrong way. Yeah, because he's the realest guy he in the room. Says his, he was a sweetheart at Pensacog. He was. He's the realest guy in the room, so he yeah, rubs this some kind people of thing the wrong is way. Like, really you know, like a lot three, of people ten or twenty bucks for the autograph and photo. I think. I mean, I'd give him fifty bucks. Like, I paid like twenty five for for Daniels and Kazarian. I would have if they, I didn't end up getting him free. But I got those guys. I got for free when they had the uh, TNA house show. So they were still doing that. Oh yeah, I remember. I got but, one from uh, the Machine Guns at a TNA show once. Oh, I got some Jim Duggan guns was too. charging got, fifty bucks uh, for a photo, like. I, I, I'd give Enzo 50 bucks. He's more relevant. Dude, and I, 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 I think that's cool. Hold on. I'll be right back. I gotta go get something. Plus, there in my autograph collection. I got so many from all the indies. I got Bullet Bob Armstrong's autograph. I got Hockey Talk Man's autograph. I got Boogie Man's autograph. Uh, I I grabbed autographs people asked were, were, were seemed curious that I would choose to pick. Right? Like, I got uh, uh, Sika, Roman's dad's autograph, and I got Rosie's autograph before he passed. That's kind of scary. My, uh, my autograph collection was a series of young so, talent doing the indie scene in my area about 15 years ago. Uh, guys that, I don't know if maybe you've heard of them, but people like uh, Tomasa Ch- Tomasa Champa, um, mm-hmm. Brody Lee, um, Kevin Steen, um... Dalton Castle, uh, Sammy Callahan before the WWE contract, like early on in his uh, his shit. Yeah, uh, Jessica Havoc. I was seeing Callahan when he was doing the Crow gimmick when he was song. Yeah, Crow. I feel like that would have been a little bit. I feel like they could have been better, but I feel like they if they would have actually committed to the whole hacker gimmick, but they didn't. He was just a guy. <laughs> yeah, and they came with the hacks. <laughs> like, like they, 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 they tested the hacker gimmick. They teased the hacker gimmick, and then he showed up and was just a guy. But he wasn't the good guy. He wasn't the bad guy. He was just the guy. No, he was just a guy. A guy. 
And, yeah. and you know, a lot of what he's doing right now is Impact right now with Tony <laughs> Jr. right now. Yeah, and I think, you know... Impact still exists? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It like, actually, I hear, I hear right now it is actually one of the better <laughs> wrestling shows going on right now. It just doesn't... Nobody, nobody watches it anymore, though. The funny thing, they bought their own TV company and because the owner who owns Impact now owns their own TV network, so they, they can no longer get canceled. So that's kind of ironically funny. Yeah. Do they still stream on Twitch? I don't know. Because I know there was a period of time where they just, like, they just streamed their shows for free on Twitch at one point. Quick, quick indie question off topic, but semi on. Has anyone seen yet? I haven't. I know it happened WrestleMania weekend. Uh, ROH Supercard of Honor. I know uh, the, the Dante Martin broken angle. Oh god! From what I understand, the video is Sid Vicious level. Yes, but I yes. haven't seen My it yet. My friend uh, Adam Dude. told me he watched the whole thing and he saw the whole face reaction of the crowd. Oh. If, if anyone comes row. across that, I would love to see it. I'll find it. I think I found a couple of any page groups of it. I had to find what page group is. Someone posted it. I need to go look at my page groups. Also on the wrestling topic, coming out of WrestleMania tying in as well, uh, has anyone seen the information on Vince McMahon's new deal with Endeavor? Uh, No, I haven't. He has two years. I didn't find the Dante Martin spot, though. Okay, so here's the the semantics on that contract. Two-year contract, it begins with the time frame when he forced himself back in January. That's where the contract uh, starts from, okay? Okay. To your contract, uh, but he does answer to people. He is the executive chairman for WWE, Okay. but he still has a boss in Endeavor. Um, the two-year contract comes complete uh, with a... Uh, Basically, a uh, behavior clause type uh, thing that says same typical processes. If he is found doing the shit he was doing before, I still probably still give him a job, even though the whole conflict. He can be fired immediately. I still think he should be fired because of the whole conflict. But hey, he was the look. I understand the whole business aspect of it. He was the guy they couldn't actually fire. Because he had controlling interest of a company. Now he does not have controlling interest of a company. But because of the negotiations and the sale, he has cushioned himself in a decent job. This decent job is a two-year deal. Uh, and he has all the same contact uh, contract clauses as everybody else now. And he can be fired for violation of these things and in, in some lose a bit of, quite a bit of money. So he has to behave himself. Um, we'll see how long that lasts. But it's two years. Two years guaranteed. Uh, I have not seen anything come out about information as far as what that may or may not mean for Triple H uh, and his position in the company. They noted that on Raw, they still announced him as the chief content officer. Mm -hmm. Uh, But on SmackDown, they referred to him just as Hall of Famer Triple H uh, the night he announced the draft. However, it has also been reported and substantiated uh, Vince McMahon was back and working creative Monday Night Raw, but has not been back involved in creative or working the show's sets. Um. Well, yeah, he was on. He was on that that Raw after Mania. He wasn't on this past one though. Nope. And he wasn't. Uh, as far as I know, as far as everything I've seen, the reference he wasn't yeah, doing SmackDown either. Yeah. 
So far, I haven't seen anything he did on NXT. So far, that's still Sean's department. Yeah, he and never talked about I heard anyway. NXT fucking is getting good lately again. Eh. Here's something I don't get on the NXT from, okay? That stand and deliver. Um, Carmelo Hayes cheated to beat Braun Breaker for the NXT Championship. Like, Braun had him beat his little, I think, Trick Williams. Is that the guy on the outside with him? Yeah. Yeah, Trick yeah. Williams did something to break her. I think he, like, tripped him up or, like, grabbed him, whatever, and let Carmelo cheat to beat him. Their answer for it on NXT is Carmelo's the babyface and Braun turns heel to, to continue the story. I think despite the way he won, the fans kind of double-turned them. Because Carmelo, from what I heard, was going in like they were treating him like a total babyface and Braun was getting booed. Yeah, no, I watched it live, and that was not the case. Really? Braun was not getting booed. Uh, Carmelo wasn't really getting booed or cheered. They kind of set it up as two of the top guys. Like, it, it had a Hogan Warrior kind of feel. Yeah, I had heard it was kind of like one of those, like, respect things. Yeah, but and then Carmelo cheats to beat him in one of those respect things. How is he not the heel going forward? Um, I think we could be on the verge of maybe like a Shawn Michaels, Chris Jericho style feud. What do you mean? Think about it. Well, you remember the whole bit. Remember, well, you remember the whole basis for Jericho's heel turn, right? No. Against Shawn, it was, and it's 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 crazy that I know this because I wasn't even watching WWE at this time. But you know, I've I've gone back and checked this feud out in particular because I heard it was one of the best things of that time period. Um, it was Shawn Michaels had retired Ric Flair. Yep. Right retired Ric Flair. Yeah. Um, and then Batista took issue with that and started coming after Sean. Oh, that's where Sean got his best up eye. Yeah. Um, but I think in the mat like in the match with Batista and Sean, I think like Sean did something kinda heelish or like like cheeky to win and then kinda did that wink and the nod when he thought no one was looking. And Jericho was calling him out for it. But Jericho being the one calling out the, the, the bad shit is the one labeled the bad guy. The one who cheated is still looked at as the fucking hero. Maybe we're on maybe maybe it's gonna go somewhere like that. Tying on this, I also came across since you said cheating hero made me think Eddie Guerrero, obviously. I mean, I got the Eddie Guerrero yeah, exactly. belt back there. Exactly. But, which led me to this. Uh, I'm going to bring us back to WrestleMania real quick. Okay. Uh, you may recall me talking about my uh, displeasure with the Dominic Ray match, how I really thought that Dominic should have won. Oh, wait, I think I missed this. I think I missed this. Oh, yeah, you were not last week. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't on. I, 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 I overslept like a motherfucker. <laughs> I, I was very displeased. With that, like yeah. I thought Dominic should have won. I thought they could have done it in a way that worked. Dominic obviously cheats to beat him, right? Um, LWO and everyone still comes out and gets involved. You know, Damian Priest, whoever gets involved, but then Dominic does hit him with the chain and beats him. No bad bunny involvement, all right? Yeah, Ray, 
that we, we know Ray's been cheated. Dominic shouldn't have won. Uh-huh. Like he needs to shut Dominic up, but that one having that one match with his son, knowing he, he can't do it again, like that was hard enough. Like trying to get the ring with my son in front of all these people, like being reminded of these. I am a man, you know, uh, but it's still I can't I can't just go in there and beat my son the way you need to beat someone inside the wrestling ring. I can't do that to my flesh and blood. I, I can't. Um, I had problems when I wrestled some of my best friends, like Eddie Guerrero, and I'm like, I did this, I did this because you know they were they were my friends, and it was it was the business. But this this is my son, and I can't I can't put myself where I need to be to beat my son. I can't do that. Santos Escobar, Ray, it's okay. I got this. Let me make this right. Let me fix this. No father should have to do this. Like you did it once. I saw how hard that was. You know, no father should have to do this more than once. Let me fix this. Let me take care of this. Let me do this for you. You know, one son of one son to another son, you know, El Hijo del Fantasm, you know, Rey Mysterio, like they're, they're both had the Mexican upbringing from the Mexican Lucha Libre, you know, one, one to another. Let me do this for you. Which then gets us to El Hijo del Fantasm, and uh, which is what Santos Escobar was briefly in Mexico. He was also King Cuerno mm -hmm. in Lucha Underground. Uh, he is the son of Phantasm, uh, from a Mexican wrestler, uh, against El Hijo del Mysterio, literally the son of Rey Mysterio. Mm -hmm. Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania talked about uh, in the press conference how he wanted to really represent Lucha Libre, Mexican Lucha Libre, you know, Mexico's Lucha Libre style of wrestling to the whole world. And the reason he's with WWE is because he feels this company is the one that's best suited to for his goal. Like they're seen in more markets, they're seen by more people. This is the biggest, biggest stage for him to be able to share his heritage, this his style of wrestling. Again, the sons of are really big things in Mexico. Mm -hmm. Well, I have to give them credit for me being wrong. Okay. I get obviously we're probably going to get a bad bunny tag, either tag team or six tag match. I would be okay with a six tag Santos, Ray, um, you know, and bad bunny versus Priest, Baylor, and uh, Mysterio. Fantastic match. Five of the six people have some sort of Hispanic heritage. Again, working to that, that Lucha Libre crowd. And trios matches are big in Mexico. And they're well, going to be in Puerto Rico. Yeah. yeah, and, and they're going to be in Puerto Rico. Well, here's the thing: Priest is also Puerto Rican. Yes, that's why I said five of the six people are Hispanic. Yeah, so it's like five of the six are Hispanic, and one of them is from two the of them. Bad Bunny's also Puerto Rican. Oh yeah, I forgot Bad Bunny's Puerto Rican. Yeah, that's right. I forget about Bad Bunny all the time. <laughs> and uh, you know, so you have this this build. Uh, it can continue the Dominic Ray story. I seen. On uh, an interview that Ray talked about what his ideal match to end this feud with Dominic would be, would be yeah, a, a uh, as they call it, uh, lucha de apuesta. Uh, match with stipulation, match with bat, match with, uh, like, uh, uh, what the fuck, what's the actual word? Uh, wager. So something of that nature, a wager. So in this match, you know, you have, and again, it's a very Mexican Lucha Libre thing. Obviously, I want to see Dominic beat him here. This is how Ray retires. He loses the mask to Dominic. He said straight up a long time ago he wanted Dominic to be the one to wear, he wanted Dominic to wear the mask when he retired. 
if he loses the mask and Dominic literally earns the mask, even if it turns into a semi-double turn, even if he stays a heel, like he can don that mask. He can still don that mask. And he, they make a whole heel thing of him donning the mask because now he's Rey Mysterio. Uh, he, you know, he did it. You know, I actually it. heard um, this was actually um, interesting. Um, have you seen Seamus's YouTube channel? No. Um, it's a very interesting one. He gets people on and he does their workouts. And it's kind of like a workout tutorial and like little fun interview. And he did one with Dom. And they were like talking about like, you know what would what would he what would he have technically been because like he said technically because ray is spanish for king i could be prince mysterio <laughs> and i'm like ooh prince mysterio that actually sounds perfect i thought you know watching Which one of my favorite entrances entrance, between him and baylor I, I, prince versus prince yeah um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that works out too. But I remember thinking very specifically, watching night one, watching Dominic walk out and he had the mask on, just like doing that cocky. Did you notice? Walk. And that, I, that wasn't his father's WWE mask. It wasn't? It had the question mark. It was the oh, old yeah, that was WCW. WCW. That, that was the way Mysterio, so M-I-S. He was using the one that Ray lost the right to wear. Because he lost it in WCW. Oh, I did not know that. I did not I know did that, that piece of information. I saw it was probably from the same mask that he wore. Oh, that is so sick. But um, but like I saw the one that he lost. Watching the him with that. No, mask. but it is uh, the Rey Mysterio design, not the WWE version. That is the version that he was passed on to from the original Rey Mysterio M I S T. Um, yeah. it's designed like that, not his WWE version which they don't focus often on the question mark as much or the crown because the crown was there too. That was part of the original design. They don't focus as much on the crown because of the issue yeah. where they don't want to offend the Mexican Lucha Libre fans because that <laughs> is a mask Ray isn't allowed to wear anymore. Yeah. Um, but but like, Dominic would be eligible. Do you think the today fans will understand that? Because like that was such a long time ago. The Lucha Libre fans will. You can you can I story. It's a story that I think you could translate pretty well. To, when to, my to wife, audience. my wife is um Mexican born. She grew up on Lucha Libre. When mm -hmm. I pointed out that that was the WCW mask that Ray lost the right to the, the WWE mask design. Mike, you see that it's the crown. Ray doesn't. That was his old. She's like Ray. <laughs> they can't wear that anymore. Oh, as a Mexican who grew up in the culture with how this works, like that's an added extra insult to his father because technically Dominic can wear that mask because he is the mm -hmm. son of Rey Mysterio Jr. He can wear that mask. Mm. Oh, that is so good. But like, and you can't tell me WWE wouldn't do that. Long-term booking in a way, like long-term story in a way. If like, people do someone send this to Hunter. Someone send this to Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> maybe um, we get Prince Mysterio. Maybe we do really get Prince Mysterio. I don't know if the Spanish that. word. I'm going to look it up right now. I don't know if my wife is like, Are you awake? I don't think she's awake. 
But like my thing specifically was like watching him walk down to the ring with that mask on. I'm like, holy fuck, with that mask, this dude looks like a fucking megastar. <laughs> I thought he rocked the mask very it's damn just well. Prince. Prince is just Prince in Spanish. Yeah. So he could be mocking them by using English, but also still using Spanish because it's yeah. Prince Mysterio. And oh, he so looks the part for that name. Oh my god, perfect thing, perfect thing. Winning the mask. Don Labide is popular, but like he probably in a way tried to break his own. Yeah. All right, check this out. But in a way, embrace his family's legacy in the same way. Mm -hmm. He wins the mask in a uh, wins the mask at SummerSlam, right? Uh huh. And he comes out. They announce him as Rey Mysterio three, right? Because that's how the way it would work. Um, or and he comes out and he says, "No, I'm not a Ray Mysterio. I'm not, I'm not the third Ray Mysterio. I'm the first Prince Mysterio." Now all that Mexican fan following he just won, now they're hating him. Yeah. <laughs> it's an instant like, "Oh my God!" It looks like you get you got the face turn out of him from what you saw. He hasn't spoken since. We just know this, and you know there's there's this moment, and he's like, "No." Yeah, I appreciated what my father did. Finally moved out of my way. But I am. And I then you can that. lead to a eventual WrestleMania match now. A year later. Prince Devitt. Prince Prince Baylor. The Prince. Uh, Finn yeah. Baylor's Prince gimmick back. Versus Prince Mysterio. For leadership. Of the Judgment Day. Hmm. But the twist being is that it's not just the Judgment Day anymore by this point. Because you keep Priest, you keep Ripley, obviously, you keep them, but you add to them when you get rid of Baylor. And you pull in the only one you really need Santos Escobar. Okay. Damian Priest is the big muscle of the group, right? Dominic is the heel you hate. He's the charisma of the, of the group. I can't believe I'm saying this after, but he is the charisma of the group, right? He is your heat magnet. Rhea Ripley is your female enforcer, the dominant female, all right, who everyone secretly ships with Damian Priest, but, like, it doesn't actually happen, all right? And Santos Escobar is your pound-for-pound pound fantastic wrestler of the group. He's the one that he's your workhorse, mm -hmm. your wrestling workhorse. Damian Priest is your muscle, your underboss if we're talking New Japan style, okay? Dominic is the, the cocky, charismatic, I still can't believe I'm saying this, charismatic <laughs> leader with his mommy at his side. A year ago. Think about where he was a year ago. We would not be saying this shit. No. Like, he was no good a year ago. But a now, year and a half ago, he was wrestling thing. Brock Lesnar. Crazy, right? It's like, he has quickly become one of the best parts of any of the shows he is on. One of, if not the best. If one of if there's not one of if there one of if there's not a bloodline story going on at the time. If, if I was taking WrestleMania to WrestleMania, 
right? And picking the rookie. And for me, a rookie doesn't necessarily have to be their first year, but they're still in their first couple years with the company. Like first, I would classify Dom still as a rookie. Oh, absolutely. For me, the rookie of the year is co-winners. Co-winners, okay. Dominic Mysterio. Mm-hmm. And Logan Paul. Yeah, absolutely. Hands down. Because love or hate Logan Paul, that man shone out every time he stepped foot in that ring. And coincidentally, though uh, though Dominic wasn't in the match, he was involved in the tag match with uh, Logan Paul at last year's WrestleMania. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm to, I can separate the art from the artist when it comes to Logan. Um but yeah, like talent-wise, he is freakish. Here's another thing on the Logan Paul. If he line. were to if he were to go like all in on the wrestling thing, just like leave behind the other shit and just commit and go like full-time, which I I I'm not sure he would do. I, I think I, I don't think, think Logan Paul I, works. I think he's got his hand. No, he doesn't. But and, and I don't. Why. I don't think here's he why. ever will. Logan Paul working a weekly schedule loses his luster. Yeah, exactly. What makes him an attraction? Um, it makes him worthwhile to the company. Is his outside stuff that draws yeah, it? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And yeah, yeah, that's why I'm saying he will never be a full time act. Which is okay. Again, yeah, also yeah, okay because we but, don't but, need but, everyone to be full time. Like, I'm saying, like, there is also this this possibility. You know, the most likely scenario, if he were to be, like, a full-time piece of the show, would probably be Backlash, and he would, like, fade out completely. But there is also a chance that, given how fast he has picked this up, with as little practice as he claims to do, we got the next fucking, like, at least in terms of Ascent potential, the next fucking Kurt Angle. Think ah. about how fast Kurt Angle picked up on on wrestling. He was like they they described him as freakishly good for his level of experience, which was none <laughs> other than you know amateur wrestling, but pro wrestling none. Coincidentally, do you know who I actually compared to Kurt Angle to my wife the other day? Hmm. WrestleMania weekend, actually Saturday uh, Saturday night. I told my wife that this person I thought was the closest thing I've seen in the modern day to a Kurt Angle with his size, his build, his abilities, uh, his look. Every aspect of him gave me a very Kurt Angle vibe. Braun Breaker. <clears throat> he has okay. technical skill. He's a powerhouse. He can fly. And he looks good flying, like pulling off his dad's old Frankensteiner in the middle of the match with Carmelo Hayes out of nowhere from a standing jumping position into like all the whole, like the whole, and then what's that? Wasn't that Scott that did the Frankensteiner? Oh yeah, it was Scott. I'm sorry. Well, I I keep thinking that he's Scott Steiner's son. He might as well be now. Because like, to me... I, Rick Steiner, as the Steiners, I love them as a tag team, but I don't think there's a single person in the world that if you ask him who they uh, who they thought the better Steiner was, they're going to tell you it's Rick Steiner. No, it'll be Scott every time. 
Drake was a great tag wrestler. He was a great supporting wrestler. Uh, but he did not. He was the dog-faced gremlin. He's the one that had the real gimmick, right? And Scott Steiner got over because he was pretty. And like, Steiner, pretty? don't forget about Steiner math. Oh, that was years later. Like we're but, talking, we're talking when he had the fucking mullet. <laughs> young Scott Steiner was almost uh, indecipherable from Young Shawn Michaels. Yeah, yeah. Was it pre-steroids bodybuilding Steiner? Before Freakzilla, when he was normal sized, he still did cruiserweight moves back then. Yeah, like Rick Steiner right. was. Rick Steiner was the big one of the two of them. Scott was big, but like he wasn't the one that like you you looked at as the, like the the muscle, the enforcer. Scott was your Shawn Michaels in this team. Scott Steiner and Shawn Michaels back in the day were again they looked almost identical, except one's hair was blonder than the other. Like they both had that just typical pretty boy like <laughs> '80s style in the '90s, early '90s uh, face. Like, yeah, and it's good because like Scott, and... I think I think Scott was probably still, even though he wasn't big, like like big big, he was still bigger than Sean and was capable of doing the shit that Sean was doing. Yep. So like Scott Steiner is a freakish talent. Okay, this isn't um, quite as old even as I'm talking about, but I'm going to show you one right now. Uh. Oh, by the way, you were asking about that Dante Martin injury clip I sent. Hey, it you sent it. it. I just, I haven't just haven't gone to watch it yet. I don't know if I'm going to show it on air necessarily either. Um, oh, yeah, fair enough. Because I, you know, I, I haven't seen it myself. I, I think I might have to put like, um, oh, I can't put it on there. I don't, and I don't know if there'd be like any like copyright issue or not. All right, so I'm going to have to do it this way. Right, I am going to show you this. Uh, this isn't quite perfect, Brooke, but you can see the screen, right? No. You're, you're, Brooke, we can't. I know we can't see your screen, Brooke, but you can see our screens, right? I can. I see all of yours. Yes. Okay, just making sure. I wanted to make sure, like you weren't like off or anything. Here, this is even older than what I'm talking about, but this is Scott Steiner back then. Completely unrecognizable. And this is even him bigger than what I'm talking about. Like, young Scott Steiner, like. Doesn't even look remotely the same. He has more of a Terry Taylor vibe than uh, a uh, anything else. And then you put that with this time frame, Shawn Michaels. Like, obviously, they're not necessarily completely identical, but you see what I mean? Like, this was, they had, and Scott, they were both very generic tag wrestlers back then. Kind of mm -hmm. generic tag teams. Um, I, I always liked Scott. I, I wasn't sure how I felt about the Freakzilla stuff later on. It was entertaining enough, but, like, looking at how huge he made himself and how slow he became and how crappy his stamina got, knowing what he used to be, like, it just, it broke my heart. Yeah, the whole like Big Papa Pump shit was like it was uh, it was an attraction. The Scott Steiner that could you know actually work was it was long gone when that when that started. Which is a great segue for me and something I want to talk about. Maybe I think it's uh, a section I might start doing regularly, whether it's on here or something separate throughout the week. And that's uh, the shit people complain about wrestling. I'm going to tell you why they're wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start with the big one. Well, we just covered uh, Logan Paul. 
But uh, Roman Reigns, all right? People bitch about Roman Reigns as the champion, still holding the title. Like, he's hardly ever there. And I'm going to tell you why all these things are great, all right? Do we remember John Cena on top? How people got yeah. so tired of seeing John Cena all the time, main event. He's always the main event. He's always the main event. They're never, yeah. oh, oh, look, it's another pay-per-view. We got the John Cena winning again, but where's the U.S. title? Where's the Intercontinental title? Why are these not on the shows? Well, if you have a part-time WWE World Heavyweight Champion, the top championship, the championship that's supposed to be the hardest championship to hold and maintain, if they're not defending on every single pay-per-view, that means instead that main event slot is not going to that guy you're bitching about seeing all the time. That main event slot is going towards the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, you're getting a Gunther, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre main event instead of a Roman Reigns defending against Brock Lesnar, who you just bitched about having to see for the eighth time. Um you're getting the elevation of the U.S. title. You're getting the elevation of the Intercontinental title. These are the singles titles on these shows. These are the titles for the people who work the full-time schedule. Your main championship, I think, should be mainly contended by people who are not full-time. Mm-hmm. You're like I absolute think, like best of the best of the best. I think you have some full-timers competing for it. Mm-hmm. And you have the occasional full timer holding the belt for a while, so that you build this sort of, you know, thing with it. A reason, um, yeah, a lineage. But you keep it more towards your part time people, your people who are not there every single week. They are your draw. They are your attraction. If I go back to when I grew up watching wrestling in the the eighties, nineties, I turned on regular weekly television, and I wasn't watching Roman Reigns fight Cody Rhodes whether it was a tag match, a singles match, no. I was watching Bret Hart defend the WWE Championship, maybe. Well, for a while, he did it every week when he was champion against um, Bastion Booger. Um, Somebody that's clearly not going to win for the championship. It's essentially a jobber. Maybe occasionally your your, your mid-card, upper mid-card, he might defend against Kurt Hennig, uh, Mr. Perfect. He might defend against... uh, you know, um, if it was this day and age, it would be Roman Reigns every week defending against Chad Gable, uh, you know, um, Cedric uh, Alexander, uh, Shelton Benjamin, um, Boogs. Rick Boogs, uh, Baron Corbin, okay. uh, Elias. Dolph Ziggler, uh, Elias. Now, do we want that? No. Do we want to see that every week? No, but you know what? That would be great if, say, Cody Rhodes wins the championship and decides it's his first title win. Uh, He's working his full-time schedule. He wants to bring prestige. He wants to get – he wants people who didn't have their chance just like him, and he starts every week defending the championship against someone who's never challenged for the WWE championship. Mm -hmm. That's like the only stipulation. It's open invitation anyone who's never challenged for. And you get some surprise things here and there. One week – Rhea Ripley answers. And Rhea Ripley takes him almost to his limit because he's hesitant to be that vicious against a woman. But, like, eventually, maybe Rhea ends up getting herself disqualified, like, because of outside interference from the Judgment Day. Mm hmm. But, like, you know, you're protecting him still, that baby face-ish. Like, he's not not hitting her because she's a woman, but he's hesitant to be as potentially vicious as he needs to put her away because of that certain sense of, well, do I treat her like anybody else? Do I hold back? Like, how do I do this? For I say with Rhea, they try to build her up, like, 
in a way, if they continue how they do it, make her basically the new version of China. But I doubt they got to complete. I don't think it would be just her. I think Bianca Belair is another one of those built the same way, but different. Yeah. We talked about this earlier. Uh, a statistic came out that as far as completely full-time active roster members, uh, which they excluded someone, they excluded Trish Stratus from, but they didn't exclude Lita from. Um, so taking both of them out of the equation, because they both fall into the category too, the only person, including people on NXT, on the Raw, who had been on NXT at the same time, frame that Bianca Belair has not defeated on the Raw roster is Dana Brooke. That is insane. Imagine if that leads to a random Dana Brooke push where Dana Brooke ends up upsetting Bianca Belair and taking the title off her. That would be, I'm not even going to lie to you. That would be Jinder Mahal all over again. I think it would be a little more entertaining. She was very entertaining with a 24-7 championship. And, like, Dana Brooke is an impressive uh, athlete. Her wrestling hasn't always been great, but, I mean, it doesn't always have to be. I feel like people think, oh, well, you know, a female, they can't wrestle. What the fuck? I mean, people will tune in to... Hulk Hogan, if he got in the ring right now, because he's Hulk Hogan, it doesn't matter. He can't wrestle. Like people bought tickets to watch Ric Flair almost die in the ring last year. Exactly. I'm not saying Dana Brooke is Hulk Hogan or Ric Flair, but what I'm saying is you don't necessarily have to be a fantastic wrestler in no. the ring. Yeah, you can be a fucking train wreck. People will just come and pay to see the train wreck. But even in this, like, she could hold the title briefly. Maybe a babyface surprise win. She can't believe she pulled it off. Bianca Belair, like, looks surprised, too, and she goes to take the belt to hand it to her. It feels like this feel-good moment. Like, she raises her hand in the air. Well, 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 then she takes the belt to go to give it to her. Then she smashes it in Dana Brooke's face and beats the living piss out of her. Bianca Belair heel turn. She needs something to be interesting. And then she wins the belt right back off her at either the next pay-per-view. The next pay-per-view because Dana Brooke needs time to recover after this vicious assault. What should have been a great moment for her. She, she won the women's championship. She's out. Uh, she can't compete right now. But she'll be available. She should be available by this. Bianca Belair, you'll have your rematch. You know... In the weeks leading, she has matches with other like top level talents, faces, and she just destroys them. Doesn't even win the matches. She just destroys them. Ends up getting DQ'd. She just keeps beating the shit out of them, beating the piss out of them. Like she just leaves Asuka motionless. She just leaves fucking uh, Bailey unconscious. Becky Lynch gets her ass kicked, like, and left laying. I mean, she already has to deal with Trish Stratus, and now. You can tie that in there with them, Trish Stratus getting involved, Bianca losing the match, not fucking caring anyway, and just making a statement by beating the fucking shit out of, uh, you know, Becky Lynch. You just feed her these people who they win the match because she's not trying to win the match. She's angry and she's taking out her frustration. Monster heel Bianca Belair. She goes into the pay per view. You get this feeling, okay, it's just the, the baby faced underdog. Okay, there's no way. Like, this is and then boom, she just steamrolls uh, Dana Brooke 
within like five seconds. If you could finally use that hair as a whip, finally, technically, that you could use that hair as a whip anytime she wants. She grabs it and she starts choking people out with it, wraps it around their throat (laughs) like a rope. She's lifting people up by her hair with her own strength, (laughs) strangling them as they're kicking. Yo, okay, um, I'm not gonna lie to you right now. I'm gonna be painfully honest. You love it. I am right. I am keeping mind of these. I am stealing these ideas, and 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 doing them on a, on a universe series. I'm planning. I'm I'm taking these notes down, bro. I just want Dude, you. I, to I, know I, will, I have a book for you. A book for you. All day. <laughs> like. <laughs> I have a brilliant idea for a tag team in one of my universe modes. In this universe, like, WWE doesn't exist, right? There's other companies. They're working for different companies. I want to put together uh, a new version of the Nightmare Factory. Okay. A Cody Rhodes-led stable Uh with a reformed American Alpha, but instead of Jason Jordan, it's Shelton Benjamin. So a reformed American Alpha 2.0. Well, 3.0, because for a brief while, it was Jason Jordan doing it without uh, Chad Gable, and then Chad Gable without uh, Jason Jordan, and... Well, no, I know Jason Jordan and Ty Dillinger were a tag team for a while, but they Mm -hmm. were just Jason Jordan and Ty Dillinger. Then they broke up, and Jason Jordan was trying to do... He was insistent on trying to do a solo career, and then Gable kept coming up to him and, like... But when they came to the main roster... They tried to put Jason Jordan with Shelton Benjamin briefly before Chad Gable ended up with Shelton Benjamin. Yeah. Did they? I thought thought the reason they broke American Alpha up was because they wanted to make Jason Jordan Kurt Angle's son. And one of the first things they did was put him on with Shelton Benjamin. Well, Shelton Benjamin was... Shelton Benjamin was, I think, injured at the time. But ended up going to Chad Gable afterwards. The reason being like, because like, I remember, yeah, I remember this because um, it was like months before they started playing Shelton Benjamin vignettes, and then he got injured in a fucking like training session, and like had to like go out. It was either in a training session or one of his last indie dates before coming back. I don't know, but he ended up not being able to come back when they were promoting him. And he was gone for fucking ever. And then one day, he just all of a sudden appears on SmackDown because whoever – Daniel Bryan was GM at the time, I think. Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon were the authorities on SmackDown at the time, I believe. Um, Chad Gibbs like, you know, Jason's gone to go deal with his daddy issues. Now I don't have a partner. And then he's like, well, we have a partner for you. In walks fucking Shelton Benjamin. And then Maybe it's it was like, something that was referenced that never happened. But I remember specifically remember a thing with uh, Kurt Angle uh, talking to Jason about uh, Shelton Benjamin because of their did. their time. You know, he was he tutel, uh, he he was uh, the the Shelton was his tutel, under his tutelage, if you will, at one point with Team mm-hmm. Angle. Um, mm-hmm. But like you, this concept is uh, American Nightmare, Nightmare Factory, American Alpha. Like, uh-huh. you know, it's Cody Rhodes led, but sometimes it's Cody and uh, Shelton teaming. Sometimes it's Shelton and Chad teaming. Uh, sometimes Chad's go doing something separate. Sometimes, like, you know, uh, th- th- this is my theory for this trio I, I want to build around, a whole company around. Okay. 
<laughs> them all decked out in Cody Rhodes style uh, tights, like the, the the blue, red, white, and blue, like you know uh, the thing that that type design, that type look. Uh, no singlets, we're ditching those. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Shelton Benjamin's going to long tights instead of uh, just his trunks, his trademark trunks. Okay. Another potential I thought about adding with them was Braun Breaker because of the Matt Wrestling Maybe. background. All of them having Matt Wrestling background, like, you know. We could see that. I, I thought, depending on how big I could make the group, uh, I considered downloading uh, FTR to add with them, like, the whole, like, I have like a stable wars uh, idea for for one of the the, the companies. Uh, like I, I, you can go through and I, I started doing it in some of my files. I haven't actually started playing yet. And you can set it up so shows book a lot of trios matches, a lot of four and four matches. They focus on those, mm -hmm. and uh, that's that's how I'm shaping a company around like a stable war style company uh, okay. with like a monthly war games, uh, like each of their pay per views. Well, not monthly. Some of them are every six weeks roughly but they have a war games which is a, what this stable versus stable uh it's like the whole company is built around these different stables these different brands uh i, I think of it kind of like uh you know ufc has their uh their dojos or their their, their fighting teams uh most sports have their, their their teams and their setups uh even japan does this a lot with like your bullet clubs your uh this dojo this thing like their, their little factions are usually put together by sex like areas they're from or what they're from and I want to build it around that, like fighting for this team, fighting from this team, uh, and having like those big things. That, that that's that's one of the the universes, one of the the shows, the brands on the universes I'm I'm working on. Oh, dude, listening to that, I'm listening to that, and it and it started giving me just this random idea that popped up into my head for like a sort of schedule that all that culminates in a war games in a cycle. So what I'm thinking is you have like you build these like four man teams, right? And there are four championships. And over the course of like the build to this war games finale, like both teams are fighting over these respective titles back and forth, right? Yeah. And it culminates in this war games where every title is on the line and the winning team gets all of them. The downside is I don't think you can put all the time uh, put a bunch of titles on the lines and war games in the game. I mean, no, but editing is a thing. That's true. So that's my thing. I wouldn't do it necessarily like either that or like if it was a live thing. Yeah, you couldn't like physically see them with the championships in game, but you can just make a reference to it in commentary. Um, but in uh, you know, if I did like a like a post editing style thing, you could probably edit uh the edited in somehow probably it take, it take a bit of work but i think you could I, th I think you could do it but i'm just kind of thinking like that would be a very interesting format it's like just this faction war company that, that's my thought process like, you, like could, you have like you have like a whole roster the roster is all part of a four person stable and 
every sort of season because like the the war games finale would be the end of a season and then it starts a new season with a new stable coming up to go after the champions so it'd be uh like a, a touring roster like japan yeah that's what i'm thinking that sounds really fucking cool Ooh. I, think I might cooking. use that as a modification for my I, idea. I, I think, everything I, I think I'm fucking cooking, life. man. I, I want to do that. I want to do that. Yo. Because that's that's, now, that's very similar to part of my plan. Uh, other than, obviously, the championships and the war games. Because, like, I can't make the universe do that as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I want to do a similar thing. Like, that's why it's every six weeks is the war games. Right? Uh, there's a particular indie-style show. Uh, that happens every week that is a minor show that uses the minor talents from all the different brands mm-hmm. that, that they compete. Uh, there's no crossovers, like no title crossovers. People don't, the only time they interact with each other is on these indie shows and it's the minor level talents. My minor level talents are my tier three champions and my tag champions. Uh, these have a lot yeah. of trios matches on them. Uh, these are specifically like the trio shows because, you know, it's a regular fa- There's no titles, so you can really shape it in a way that it does. There's 100% uh, six-man and four-man between the two of them. There are no singles matches allowed on the show. Tag matches, trios matches, uh, you know, six-man, like, things. No no singles. No fatal four-ways, no triple threats and singles action. Everything has to be team format. All the matches, the whole match table for this is set up that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the idea here is, you know, the there's it's stable. The one company is mainly all stable, so of course, they're perfect for this minor show, and it's a great way for me to get these people over in the game through the power rankings by competing in these minors when they're not doing the major stuff. Uh, the major stuff, the major titles, uh, are going to be, you know, decided by who's going and where, doing what. For instance, uh, War Games pay-per-view, the main event might be, say, this Nightmare Academy taking on the Bloodline, for instance. All right? Now, the Bloodline isn't in this company because it didn't feel the vibe of what I was going for, as dumb as it may sound. Um, but like that, that might be the main event. But prior to this is the World Championship on the show held by Kevin Owens uh, defending against... Uh, Damian Priest, for instance, uh, just randomly a name. Um, now, that might not be the main event. The War Games is between two of the big stables. Now, say Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes might be two people who are in contention for the World Championship, maybe next in line. The winner of this, the st- winning leader here is pro- definitely going for that championship uh, for, their, for the next uh, thing. Uh there might be the tag champions or might be involved in this. Uh, they, the people they're feuding with might be part of this war games um, or maybe like the mid card title, but like it would be not necessarily the titles wouldn't necessarily be caught up in the war games per se. The war games would be built more around which stable is proving themselves the most dominant, the leader obviously being the one that kind of reaps the overall benefits. But like, um, but yeah, uh, I might modify this some, and do myself a touring roster idea with this where people cycle out and in so that it's always fresh yeah like uh, maybe like, do I, a 12 week cycle uh-huh or a eight week like, cycle 
like I don't know. I'm gonna have to work out the specifics of it because I'm not gonna lie. I just said I, I just wrote this down because I want to remember it because I want to play with this idea more and see if I can flesh it out. And uh, this might be this might this might do something. Now I do have some uh, super shows that I do monthly between the different rosters. Like yeah, every month you might be a different one that has them on there because unlike previous years, you can put a whole lot of brands on one pay per view. One PLE. Yeah. Okay. Like, so, like, for instance, I have four brands, say, right? One of the brands uh, has uh, their solo, like, the War Games pay-per-views this month. So, earlier in the month, the, the big thing is a super show. Uh, it's not a branded show. It's a super show where, uh, you know, uh, in this case, LAW, Pro Wrestling Japan, and uh, Club UK Underground. Uh, have a combined super show where like their stuff's going on whereas like um i don't even know what name i'm giving it here but we'll say this company the not wwe wwe style company uh is uh doing like the, the, their big solo show but like you know maybe next month they don't have a show uh maybe someone else has a solo maybe they're all on a super show uh maybe a couple times a month there's a super show with all the brand different companies like it's all like space down and out um, where there's there, there's very rarely a month where say two companies have a solo uh, show of their own but like yeah I don't know if that makes sense yeah oh fuck <laughs> That was a, a layout I, w I was working with. It's very, I'm not even remotely close to, to finishing it or finalizing what I want to do with it. Like I've gone through and edited all the allies and uh, allies and uh, enemies, uh, whatever rivals of everybody that I have active in my universe. Mm -hmm. I disbanded all the tag teams I wasn't using so that the records and everything are gone. I completely removed everything that isn't, for this, like the shows, all the WWE shows are gone. Um, like everything's just removed. And I've been building it slowly from the ground up. Okay. Like the t people I'm teaming together, I have Up, Up, Down, Down, Xavier Woods and Tyler Breeze. I made custom attires for them as Up, Up, Down, Down. They're their own look. Uh, I kept Toxic Attraction, but without Mandy Rose, I put Nikita Leones in it mm -hmm. as the leader. And I dressed her just like uh, the other two. Um, I did Liv Morgan instead of Bailey for damage control. Um, you know, like a little things here and there. Uh, the companies are based in some part racist. Uh, my Los Angeles indie company uh, has a lot of Latinos and black people. Um, like Carmelo Hayes is big in uh, the LAW company. So are the Street Profits. Um like the New Days in the other company, um, Dominic Mysterio, Rey Mysterio, Damian Priest, Finn Balor is there. I uh, don't know. No, Finn Balor is not there. Finn Balor is in Pro Wrestling Japan with Shinzi Nakamura, Akira Tozawa, um, AJ Styles. Like, I downloaded a Kenny Omega, because uh, Okada. Um, like these people here that like I'm building that. You know, it's an actual Japanese company. Uh, my club UK has uh, your Seamus, your Drew McIntyre. Um, I know there. 
Like Gunther is in my UK club. No, Baylor is in Pro Wrestling Japan. Oh, oh yeah, fuck! I completely, I completely missed that. Yeah, but uh, like Club UK has uh, Noam Dar, Sheamus McIntyre. They have uh, the Creed. You gotta, you gotta stream this fucking universe. I still have to finish setting it up, dude. Like when, 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 when it gets set up, totally stream that shit. This is the one I want to include the shooting the shit people into. Yeah. Like, like totally, I, I, I am I am in on this. <laughs> I, I, I want to put us at a lot of the indie shows, the super shows, like you know, add it in, add us in. We, we don't have an actual yeah. brand per se, not yet. Yeah. Like the story being that we're uh, being scouted by the top companies. So where are we going to go? Where are we going to compete? Like, uh-huh. I like that. Yeah. We're like just- I had this plan of uh, you, me, and uh, Captain Dildo Man uh, attacking. Uh, like the winners of the war games, for instance, um, as a way to assert our dominance there. Because my plan was to eventually sign us with the big company, which would probably be the stable heavy company. Uh-huh. And like, you know, I might actually make the stable heavy company a touring company, which does give them uh, options and, and allow me more people because then I can pull people from the other companies over yeah. to there. It's like the, the, the ultimate like it's my like it's like it's like league it's like like the the faction company is like your fucking just pinnacle and if i do it that way and work it that way it would literally be like the uh it it would be nwa ish uh and it's the overarching and like you have people who would be showing up in other places because they're allies with this person like you know uh finn baylor might be touring uk club uk right now even though he's in a stable in uh, pro wrestling. Yes. Japan. Well, he's in a stable in NWA. It's not NWA, but I'm going to use that as the best reference when I'm calling it this. He's in a stable there, but he's on a tour right now with Club UK. Uh, and so is like Noam Dar. So the two of them are randomly working together over there against each other. But like Noam Dar gets some help from somebody, his tag partner. So here comes, let's say, Shinsuke Nakamura. Let's We'll say him and Baylor have a team. Let's just say. And so Shinsuke Nakamura shows up in Club UK. Oh, uh, even the odds. Note. Quick side note: um, Where is is AJ Styles anywhere? Pro Wrestling Japan. Okay, and Shinsuke's there too. I'm gonna pitch yep. you a tag team right now. Baylor's also there. Um, I'm gonna pitch you a tag team idea: AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura, phenomenal strong style. I considered the possibility, but I have uh, AJ Styles as the ace of the company. Okay, he well, is the world just, champion. Just, just take, just take that as a little nugget. Just put, put it back there. Just I think, think about that one. I think my champions right now. This may sound odd to you, but I thought they made an interesting pairing. Okay. Are uh, I think Baylor and Tozawa for the tag champions. Okay, interesting. Shinsuke is my mid card champion. Uh huh. He's your kind of number two. Yeah, but I'm I'm treating this in a way like old school WWE, where the number two guy, the number two champion, is essentially your second best person in the company. Yeah, like, you know, they're they're, they're yes. your they're your true number one contender, if you will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like uh, if I could implement the rules, I would even have it so that like the only way to challenge, well, I can, because I can edit who's available in the rankings. 
the only way to challenge for the world championship is if you have held a championship in the past in the company. Okay. Um, or you know, for the first, or, or have been a champion in a company, been the world champion in a company. Okay. Only way you can challenge. Unless you've held a pro wrestling Japan like mid card title, like the Intercontinental side. If, you, if you've been this champion, then yes, you can challenge for it. But unless you've been a world champion somewhere else, it ain't happening. Like this is for world champions. This is this is a world champions world championship. Um, not something else. Um, but like, I think the my plan was to do Okada Styles for my first uh, big rivalry. Ooh, I like um, this. I love this. I think I downloaded the Kenny Omega and added him over there too because I felt he belonged. I have uh, Bullet Club, the Bullet Club guys too, Tama, both uh, both Tama and uh, the other one. I have Evil. Um, I also downloaded Tiger Mask W from uh, Community Creations. Um, nice. I want to make a Tiger the Dark. That anime was fantastic. Have you watched it yet, Arthur? What? Tiger Mask W. Oh no, not yet. Oh dude. Where is it on? Where is it on? Crunchyroll. I sent you my information. Oh right. Um there's another one. Uh, are you familiar with the Asiki genre? Did, did you send did you send it to me on uh like our DM or in like a group private or something? Oh okay. It'll be easier to find then because we don't talk that often personally. <laughs> <laughs> we only well, ever talk in the group chat. <laughs> I don't talk often to most people individually. Yeah, yeah, me neither. Me neither. I'm not. I'm not going out of my way to be a social butterfly unless I just really have something I want to say. Which way that I thought the group chat would be perfect for that? Because if anything related to this or stuff going on with here, it's everyone has the same information at the same time. Yeah. Um. But uh. But you know that uh, there's another one on there. Kimono Michi Rise Up. Uh, Are you familiar with the Asiki genre? Uh, I don't know anything by genres, honestly. Okay, well, it's a type where someone gets uh, transported to another land. They're kind of overpowered here. Like, they're some sort of, like, hero. Like, well, this is a pro wrestler in his final pro wrestling match where he plans to retire and open up a pet shop because he's an animal lover. His name is Animal Mask. Mm -hmm. Gets transported to this world as a hero to fight the Demon King, who's the King of the Beasts. And as the princess is telling him that, he says no and German suplexes her, shows everybody her underwear. So now the whole kingdom is after him. So he ditches the mask thinking they won't be able to find him. But he's a pro wrestler. He's a pro wrestler wearing tighties, the little, little tights, and a dog collar. Okay? So, like, he's, to them, a naked man running around. He takes off the mask thinking he's fine. No one's going to know it's him. And they know who he is right away. He's like, but he doesn't realize he's in another land. He thinks he's still in Japan. Like... So, like, the whole thing, he ends up doing everything to not do what they asked him to do because they want him to fight the, the beast, and the beasts are just big, fur, big furry, cuddly animals to him. Like, he goes to fight a hippogriff, a full-on-sized hippogriff. But not hippogriff, um, griffin. Giant-ass griffin. He's just hugging the goddamn thing. One of his first encounters is by a wolfman, a demi-human. And he, the guy's going to kick his ass, and he ta tackles him to the ground in this giant bear hug and starts scratching him under his chin. And he gets the, the wolfman gets all embarrassed, and he becomes traumatized about it for the whole rest of the series. 
Um, it's hilarious, and it's wrestling related. He's always wrestling everybody and everything. Because he's a pro wrestler that loves the animals. He fucking a pro wrestler that loves the animals. He walks into an orc encampment that he's supposed to like, you know, get rid of. He walks in, and he cuts a promo on them. Oh my god! Challenges the war their, their their chief, rips off his shirt, and then fights him in a wrestling match. Beats the orc, so the the orcs make him the new king. And he's like, Nah, I don't want this. He can run things, but like he's now the the king of the orcs. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> they actually form a wrestling company in this fantasy world that does wrestling shows, and he starts booking the matches. And like teaching everyone how to wrestle. So like you have adventurers wrestling, you have demi humans wrestling, kobolds, orcs, like this whole thing. And then eventually leads to the demon king, who turns out was his rival that he didn't think of as his rival in the real world, uh, who hates him because he was never able to beat him, no matter how many times they wrestled. He becomes this demon king and he doesn't even want that responsibility. He just wants to fight Animal Mask. And like the whole thing culminates in a match between the two of them. It's fantastic. Like it, it's like they have this whole big stone built arena around the castle, arena castle, like built with like seating for VIPs. They have vendors. It looks like an actual fucking wrestling arena at this point, designed in a fantasy realm, like a medieval fantasy realm. It's awesome. Like I love it. You should watch it. It's hilarious. There's only like 12 episodes. Really? Okay. Like I finished it in no time. Not bad. Tiger Mask is like 30. 36 episodes oh okay like you can watch both of them in a day yeah no kidding they're like 20 minute episodes a piece if you skip the intros and skip right to the next episode after you finish it's like maybe 18 minutes an episode maybe I'll just do a fucking binge one of these days one of these nights where I got nothing going on at work I'll just go on a fucking binge or something after you've binged these I need your thoughts okay no problem. Just like I expect to hear your thoughts on Bleach. I'm slowly getting through it. I just discovered they have the the full English uh, dub of the second season of uh, Tokyo Revengers on Hulu. Mm -hmm. And I, I finished the first season uh, just before I, I lost my job at Walmart. So, like, I really want to watch that first. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I was watching Bleach the other day before I realized it. And I also found out the time I was reincarnated as a slime, the movie is available online now. Um, it came out at the end of last year. Uh, Red something. That that series is, is fun, too. It's another one of the Asiki genre. Along with uh, Rising of Shield Hero, uh, Overlord. Uh, they're all fun. Rising of Shield Hero has an intro uh, by Mad Kid bring back that hits way harder than it deserves to it sounds like something from almost a, a grungy punk a grungy punk uh emo band i'm gonna send you that right now and you're gonna be like do i have to and i'm like motherfucker listen to this shit do it do it even though you look like you're gonna fall asleep why are you going to fall asleep no i was looking at something on my phone hmm. i just came across something um what kind of something? About Randy Orton done with WWE. Excuse me? Do we have breaking news? I don't know. Well, it's a, 12 hours ago. It was a YouTube video from some uh, somebody called WWE Beast that showed up in a recommendation. 
I, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'd believe that, honestly. I, I'll go back and check this out later. This also from Wrestling World CC. Naomi debuts with new name. Bobby Lashley's yeah, like new WrestleMania. Man, that was two weeks ago. So, Why does that look like somebody's ass hanging out there? I, I'm going to put that video to watch later because that looks like cheeks. And I want to see some cheeks. Do, do you want me to send that video to you too because someone's ass is hanging out? Or? I don't do know. I, I don't I don't know. No, I don't. <laughs> well, you don't know what you, what's good for you. Uh, sure. Music start coming through. Did what start coming through? This. I can hear it, yeah. Hey, hey, okay, so I should probably stop that before I, I get hit. I don't know if it's... Uh, if I'll get in trouble copy where it flies. Mm. This is the right account. There you go. There's the YouTube video for it. Uh, mm. It's not really a video per se. It's just the music with the video background. By the way, I'm, by the way I looked through our messages. I don't have your crunchy roll. It's a well. screenshot picture. It's just above. It's like three messages above before you told me about XWE. Oh, okay. I thought it was like in a message. I, I didn't realize it was it was a screenshot. Okay. Because yeah, it had the information. It has my username, my password. Uh, okay. I did it that way specifically because I also use that for my son. This way uh -huh. you can see the whole thing. And even if you're like, what the fuck was this for? Like the image is right there. You could save it to your phone if you had to. Like I, I do. My thing is I, I kind of like scroll past because – I'm a little blurry right now. Yeah, I noticed. <laughs> you look like you're going to fall asleep. I think Brooke did fall asleep. Brooke, are you awake? No. <laughs> oh, Brooke fell asleep. We bored her. Yeah. Well, bye. <laughs> Shouldn't even say that. I'm just going to be like, there you go. And then there were two. <laughs> That's the way it's been most of tonight. I, I knew uh, uh, Mike mentioned uh, that he uh, hadn't been feeling well since last week. Uh -huh. I think he said something the other night that he might not be in. Yeah, yeah. And you're leaving us next week. Yeah, dude, I want to go see the mini wrestlers. Again, you, ha you know what? I spent today looking, and I cannot find naked midget wrestlers on the internet. I can't, like, there's plenty of wrestling porn out there. Uh, Ultimate Surrender, Evolved Fights, like, all this stuff, right? But I can't find anything that's female midgets wrestling each other naked. <laughs> what happened to Rule 34? Or is it 43? 34. 34. What happened to Rule 34. I don't know, and I also don't like that I answered that so quickly. <laughs> like, <laughs> how can I not find this? I don't know. 
I almost want to reach out to a buddy of mine. Uh, he made a comment the other day that his superpower was the ability to use Google really, really well to find things. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, this is going to sound weird, but you know me. You know how weird I can be. Um, <laughs> there's this thing. I can't find anything about it on the internet, but like, I feel like it probably should exist somewhere. Like, I can't find naked midget women wrestling on the internet. And uh, Rule 34 says it should be, it should exist, it should be there. And I can't find this. So, can you use your superpower <laughs> to see if it exists and find me? <laughs> I mean, you, you saw my comments in the, the chat earlier, right? About how I want to, huh, now I kind of want to see that. <laughs> no, you genuinely want to see it. Yeah, and again, it's not even for a perverted purpose. I just want to see it. Just for science. It's not even for science. I, I can't say it's for science. I, I It's for my own curiosity, I guess. Like, I have to see oh, this now. Is it science based on curiosity? I suppose you're right. Um, so, But I'm not a cat, and I'm hoping the curiosity doesn't kill me. But, like, I, I need to see this. You're a, you're, a, you're a unicorn cat. You're a unicat. You know, I have a unicorn cat uh, as a, uh, a tag on my book bag. Really? By the so way, you did you notice? The unicorn cat. Did you notice uh, that my vest, my streaming vest, is now rocking a Hufflepuff house pin? Oh boy! A Hogwarts crest pin. Okay. And I have a. I, swear, I had no idea Sakura what you were doing. I, oh, okay. On my uh, thing here. Now, the Sakura isn't my favorite, obviously. The reason I have the Sakura is because I thought it went best with the unicorn look. Uh-huh. These two are my favorite from my, my pack. I got a bunch of these in the mail for two bucks. Uh, there was like 20 different ones from Naruto. My favorite. Ooh, yes. My wife has the... Shikamaru, Atachi, and Sasuke on her uh, okay. ebook bag. First. Like, you never see Rock Lee merchandise. Not really, no. Jiraiya and Rock Lee are two of the hardest ones to find, and they're two of my favorite people. Now, this is the bag. That's crazy, because, like, they were both very popular characters. This is the bag they all came in. Now, I told you about the three my wife has. You've seen the three I have, right? Mm -hmm. These are the rest. I figure you'll appreciate these. Yes. Coincidentally, she did not take this Sasuke. Okay. Obviously, it wouldn't be right without this. Of course. You kind of need to have... We gotta have Naruto. But one of the ones I was kind of amused by. Okay. Got a little Minato. I think I could be wrong. But is this the woman Choji ended up with? Uh Karui, I wanna say. Is her name? 
Now, mind you, I, I've, I haven't seen all of Shippuden, as I've mentioned numerous times in the past. Okay, uh, so how like, far are you in that? Uh, Sai just went back with uh, Shiku, uh, with uh, Orochimaru, and then I watched the Pain arc. Uh, okay. Both both the death of Jiraiya and then Pain destroying Konohamaru, whatever. Oh, see, so uh, it's like, so like skipped a whole bunch of shit. <laughs> yeah, and then I watched the Ninja War. But I watched the Ninja War condensed into like eight hours of non-filler. Uh-huh. Okay, so yeah, you actually skipped a lot of stuff. <laughs> I did, but I know the gist of everything that happens. Like, I watched the most important stuff for the most part. I didn't watch the Sasuke Itachi fight because I don't fucking care about either one of them. Um, oh, well, that was a great fight, though. Yeah, but I hate Sasuke, and Itachi is the most overrated character in the series. Did that hurt? Did me saying that hurt? It's hard to tell because you froze. <laughs> I'm always frozen. Most of the time, when I, I told a friend of mine that when I finally started watching Naruto, and he'd been watching it back when I first met. I'm like, you know... I don't care for Itachi or Sasuke. Sasuke's a bitch. And Itachi, like, I think he's overrated. I think people give him way more credit than he deserves. He's like, you're dead to me. And he walked away. I haven't spoken to him since. That's hilarious. No, I mean, I do, I do get it. Like, I'll go with Omoi. I have no fucking idea. I think his name was Omoy. But, but, but. Mm. Madara. I love the Rinnegan eye. I do I believe this. I, felt about, I don't know how I felt about him having Rinnegan. Is this one Killer B? Um. Killer B, it is indeed. Yeah. I thought so. And then here's another one from, I think it's, well, the same land as Killer B. Um, Darwin. <clears throat> You're just testing my knowledge here, aren't you? I don't know most of these characters. What I do know about them came from playing Naruto online for a while. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I had a bunch of the different characters. That's how I learned to, uh, the big titty, the May, to me, me, she was in charge of the land of water. Uh, Mizukage, yeah, May. Yeah. Um, that's how I learned her about her, and I loved her big old titties. Um, Some good ones. You know, uh, that's how I learned about uh, An Anoko. Anoki? Anoki. And then, no. of course, he had a very big arc in Baruto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a very he had a lot of character development in a very short period of time. It was crazy. I really liked and hated his character at the same time, and uh, it brought up something that uh, I uh, I reference in a lot of things uh, to my wife. But uh, it, it brings up a point of like you know, well they focus on whether or not he's right or wrong for creating these beasts, these people, these individuals to, to do these things to keep people safe. But then isn't he still just putting someone at risk just because he created them doesn't mean their life doesn't matter. Um, which they touched on in Mandalorian uh, the same week that we had Jack Black and Lizzo on it. Um, and Christopher Lloyd. 
You know, somebody made a complaint about that, about, oh, Star Wars used to be his first nerds. Now it feels like it's for the jock kids that beat us up because Jack Black and Lizzo were on the series. Okay. In what world is Jack Black or Lizzo the jock kid beating people up? Like, I guess they're they're, they're trying to make a claim it was too mainstream uh, instead of niche. They don't want the audience to grow, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the, the, like, the account that made a big deal which was Nerd Bros. And uh, people like called him out for being stupid bro, about it. Black is like king of the fucking nerds. Yeah, like he's in the musicals. <laughs> he, he was a band geek. He loves uh, like... Come on. Like, bro. Jack Black is like probably a fucking... One of the nerdiest fucking stars out there. Right next to fucking that guy that played Superman. I think. Henry Favreau? Yeah, he's a fucking geek too. Do you know else who was up there with them in that regard, but people don't realize it? Who? Vin Diesel. No shit. He grew up uh, surrounded around like Broadway style acting. Like he did a lot of like uh, musicals and stuff when he was younger because his family and his parents were in it too. Him and the other kids who were there with their parents started playing D&D. Um, that's actually where he came up with one of his characters that was modified. The name and everything was modified. That's where Riddick essentially was born. Uh, that's where his Triple X character was born. Uh, Riddick was his 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 baby making the Riddick movies. Pitch Black, Chronicles of Riddick, and all these because it was a story he wanted to tell basically of his character, his D&D style character. Like, he wanted to do that fantasy adventure because he grew up playing these that type of things. He gave it the sci-fi feel, but like, yeah, he's one of them too. And people didn't want to believe it for the longest time. Because you're like, oh, this big muscle-bound meathead, come on, like, he's really into this, or like... Right. Which coincidentally brings me to question whether or not The Rock is a piece of shit. Um, because apparently the reason he had his spinoff franchise was because uh, of an issue between him and Vin Diesel. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, The Rock was a wrestler. Uh, Vin Diesel was a dork, a nerd, a geek. Um, I and like, come on, Rock had plastic surgery in the '90s to hide the fact that he was developing man boobs. You can still see the indent in his, his his chest today where the surgery was. That's why he wore that shirt all the time during his feuds with mankind because he was developing man boots, steroids use uh, from early in his career. Uh, and like out of the two of them, The Rock's the only one that, you know, has domestic charges against him for beating up his woman when he was in college. Uh, like I would be more inclined to think that The Rock's the douchebag between the two. Um I mean, we saw what he did with Shazam. Instead of doing Shazam, he thought that uh, uh, Shazam wasn't big enough to go up against his Black Adam, which is why he decided to bring Henry Cavill in, despite what DC was doing. Like, mm. yeah. And I saw his video uh, talking about WrestleMania, WrestleMania weekend. Mm hmm. Uh, and like he had this real fake feeling to him that he was, he still tried to make it more about him, but all about the boys, but then just kept tying it back to him. Mm -hmm. Uh, and like everything felt like it was too forced and fake. 
The only thing that didn't feel forced or fake was his daughter's ass jiggling around at Stand and Deliver inside of her suit. My God, I wanna, I wanna find videos of the Rock's daughter. <laughs> I wanna smell what she was cooking. Ugh. I want some of that pie, okay? I know the Rock loves pie. You shouldn't have a problem with me loving pie. But I want to tour the thing. I, I want to get me some Aaliyah from Mysterio, too. God damn, them cheeks when she climbed over the barricade. Funny story for you. That spot was not scripted. Dominic saw his sister holding a cup, and he's like, this dumb bitch is holding a cup right here in the front row. And he that that he did that on the spot. That's why you see her reaction look so, so like, she had... That wasn't planned. He just grabbed the cup and threw it in her face. Great way to get some that. heel heat. And yeah. a genuine reaction out of his sister. Like I tell you, man, Dominic, again, going back to fucking Dominic, he has become. So maybe he didn't special. become. Maybe he's always been this beautiful genius. Just needed, but just needed help getting it out. We just didn't get to see it because he was playing a cookie-cutter baby face alongside of his father. Yeah. Well, I think... It's and the funny thing is what the early perspective of him was <laughs> in like the early heel run because it's like people were kind of mixed and then it slowly started getting better and better and better you mean the story built no i mean like him as a talent it got better yeah, the story better built and, and the people got more interested as he played his part in the story are you suggesting he was intentionally trying to look bad and build progressively I mean, I think it's, it was a natural progression. Because mm -hmm. Kim, like, he's what? He's only been doing, like, what, two, three years? In WWE, this is his second year. Yeah, so, like, yeah, he's obviously really fucking good given his lineage. But I think... He's his like, ring work still needs some... His ring skills... It does. Yeah, he's not... He's not... He's not fully there yet he's still got a long way to go but given where he's at now he will absolutely get there and he's got plenty of time oh yeah with he's guys like him and like austin theory as the young like bro like, dude i am their age <laughs> and i'm watching this i'm like what the fuck <laughs> weird <laughs> I'm, I'm closer to a finn baylor age yeah. it's like I'm, I'm watching like literally i think dominic and theory are both like 25 yeah theory 26 i don't know but like, i think dominic's 24 and theory's 25 no i i dom's older than me by austin, like a few months well i know dom's austin is by like a few year months, older probably. yeah dom's got me beat like a few months so He's he's probably twenty five, if not twenty six. Austin Theory was born August second, nineteen ninety seven. Dominic, and he was trained is... by Ar Fox. Oh wow! Okay, so okay, so Dom is twenty six, also. 
He was born Dominic Mysterio and I share a birthday. Really? April 5th. Wow. That's he cool. He was born April 5th, 1997, 12 years after me. That's cool as shit. That's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's got something. He's got something real good. Like I said, that Prince Mysterio shit needs to happen. It absolutely needs to happen. I imagine the, the, the buildup of the feud with him and Finn. Finn going like face, right? So yeah. Dominic decides to really fuck with him. And the Prince Mysterio gimmick becomes this whole thing where he's like doing the demon Finn Balor. But as Prince Mysterio, the mysterious Prince, Prince Mysterio, like that would be awesome. Yeah. Hey, I know. <laughs> Man, I, uh, I, I think yeah, that those going, two going OG this time. With uh, okay. with those two. Um, okay, you two hold this. I am about to piss all over myself. Let's oh, do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Great TV. Bring it with you. Yeah. You can hold us with one hand and your dick with the other. You're denying the people coming with you to the bathroom. Shame on you. <sighs> yeah, we, uh, we spent some time tonight uh, talking about a little bit of everything. From anime to current stuff in WWE, theories and processes, stuff for uh, games files for WWE 2K23. We talked about uh, actors, actresses, movies. We talked about uh, uh, pretty much everything. That I, anything, anything, everything and anything. E-feds, we did some E-fed talk earlier. Mm. Telling stories and tales. I gave further examples of why I, I, I may be the, the, the best booker in the E-Fed game who's not currently booking. Um, yeah. Wow. I missed a lot, didn't I? Man, AB must really be taking a piss. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> you think he stopped to take a shit? You think he's shooting a shit out of his poop shoot? Maybe he fell in. No, no, he's coming back. Yeah, that's a battle. It's about goddamn time. Fucker. This one feels right. Okay, I'm back. I feel much better now. <sighs> he, he changed masks we were gone. <laughs> no, I'm a different person. <laughs> I killed the other guy. Yeah, I touched on some of the stuff we talked about tonight. Uh, including why I'm I'm the best uh, booker in EFED who's not currently booking. I believe uh, it. I mean, look, you both have had experiences under me. I think I was always very good about making sure people knew what they were doing or what I had going their way without giving away too well, much. Was, but also, I, don't remember, I don't actually remember me and you ever really talking back then. But I just always – back then I was like, I don't care what it is. I'll go with whatever. So yeah, just, uh, I think that's what I had always said because, like, um, I'd always said, like, you know, just whatever you want to do, I'm game. Let's go. Give me whatever the fuck you want. I don't give a shit. <laughs> so 
It probably didn't need to talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I, I did get uh, so, some talks with Zelzy as I was doing the Bloodlust uh, title run with him. Mm-hmm. Um, the plans on around all that. And uh, the Prestige title on Schwab uh, in Riot. Uh, talking with Spike uh, Will Hoskins before his, uh, his Riot Championship win. Uh, built him up for that. We made him look fantastic in the build. Like... Believe it or not, do you know who we used to put him over? Who? Joey DeWitt. Really? Okay. I, I had actually a great bit of build and story with them that led to me fucking over Joey DeWitt and building him an anti-authority against the authority figure. Like, I was at Riot Cade uh, mm-hmm. fighting Joey DeWitt. And my Riot Guard got involved, uh, Zelzabar and, jo- and, and Johnny Rotten and... Uh, uh, Lothario, uh, Jose, Jose Lothario, Jose Regardo. Anyway, the other guy. Yeah, I, I think know. gimmick name Legacy or some shit. Yeah, Legacy. Uh, like had them like all in on it. That was the same time I was doing the same stuff in Delta, mm-hmm. uh, where I was the world champion on Delta. Uh, and I had the riot guard beside me build up in my WrestleCade. Uh, going just before WrestleCade, I lost the belt to Kelly Steen. And I started the whole recount. Because the idea I had after William Cody got uh, canned was that I was going to take his money in the bank briefcase. So immediately after Kelly Steen beat me, I cashed in. But then there was like a mishap. Like something happened. And I, 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 I got like fucked over. Uh, like. John Schwab, uh, his character accidentally hit me instead of Kelly, so I called it. It shouldn't have happened. It was it was need a recount, deserve a recount. I did the whole gimmick out of that, but like I cashed in the money in the bank and lost it to her. So the night she beat me for the championship, she defended it against me right afterwards. Um, wow. I loved that. That was actually one of my favorite gimmicks. That was my two poppy TJM uh, with the riot guard. I, I had the whole thing, even with the Billie Eilish part of an intro, before my music hit, you got the, I'm the bad guy, and then it goes mm. into the, the theme music. Mm-hmm. That video used to go hard. I don't know if you remember that one. The old TJM, Two Poppy. Uh, I had the low rider go bouncing in the background. Um, so you were doing the Delta stuff, right? Yeah. That was uh I, I, I was pretty much just only really paying attention to where where I was at the time, honestly. Well, this was the same time frame that I had just uh, was doing around just before doing the shooting the shite, just before HSW, like uh this was the last season before that fallout. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that time I was in Omega doing the new divine. Yep. Um and we were basically we were all over the shows every single week. I was probably like buried in my own shit. I I wasn't even in the alpha page at that. You, you you guys were like the faction doing shit in. Uh, yeah, we uh, were Omega. we were like like it's a crime that we that that none of us ever held the Omega Championship because the, the, the we biggest... held every we held. Each member of the new divine held every championship except that one. 
We were United States champion. We were extreme champion. We were primetime champion. We were tag team champions. We weren't until you until they got won by uh, Killian Gavin and James Park. Yeah, but um, which upset me for like the whole first half of that season, and because that season was supposed to end with me and Cody Smith as Delta tag champions, while you know the the Petties reunited. going against the triple threat and the, the thought was that the new divine would be the tag champions from omega going in and alpha i forget who it was but it was gonna be that triple threat to rob roman and somebody was the other one okay oh man that would have been epic i've never rob worked roman with and rob chicago roman. savage uh, i've never worked with rob roman before really chicago. never chicago? i never ever before? have but I yeah, got to. Them. I've worked. I've worked with. Them. I had a really good match with uh, Chicago Savage in my um, in my final Alpha match before I moved to Omega. I, I worked. One I had. Had, I, had I, had, I had booked this. I had helped. Uh, me and Dan had booked this little like storyline because I was I was wanting to take a break. So mm-hmm. we were building this story where I was going on like a losing streak and basically just said. At this particular pay-per-view, I think it was an Australia pay-per-view. I think it was called Wasteland. I basically, I went out. I didn't, I I told Dan, do not book me in a match, but I'm going to come out and I'm going to issue an open challenge after the card drops. And legitimate open challenge. First come, first serve. Whoever answers gets the match. He was the one to answer. He got the match and we fucking killed it. Mm. He is Awesome, but yeah, no, uh, that was originally supposed to be me and William Cody, it ended up being me and John Schwab, Johnny Rotten, mm-hmm. who was a great second. He played great as like a second to, to my heel character because he uh-huh. was a perfect yes man in the gimmick, fantastic with it. Okay. Um, we had this thing where, uh, and but uh, unfortunately, uh, the tag match was won by Killian Gavin and James Park. Like, there were yeah. great promos going around all together. The whole tag thing, everything going back and forth. I may even toot my own horn here, but, like, people, even, like, Gavin and Park at the time would tell you that, like, the two poppy stuff, they loved the two poppy gimmick that I was working then. I was just that. I was a Donald Trump in EFET. Mm-hmm. Like, I refused to accept defeat. None of that stuff was real. It didn't happen. Uh, I, you know, there's got to be a recount. I, I. I even cheated my way into becoming the IW World Heavyweight Championship, even though I had to give it up. I think I well, remember Robert that. Miller. Well, Rob, well, Robbie Cutthroat was the champion. He did an appearance. He was supposed to wrestle Billy Gore, defend the title against Billy Gore in riots, but then Billy Gore got his ass kicked. So I'm like, well, he can't wrestle. I guess we'll have to find a new opponent, and me out there as the GM announces myself and I roll Robbie up and I pin him and run away with the IW World Heavyweight Championship. <laughs> and I do a promo afterwards holding up my Delta Championship, my IW World Heavyweight Championship, all excited. And my phone's going off like, oh, it's David Jones. He must be calling me to congratulate me. And then like the promo ends off that. And then like uh, the next day I release a promo. I had to give the title back. Um, <laughs> David said... That wasn't appropriate, um, but I never lost it, Robbie. And which Robbie was all about because then he became a two-time IW World Heavyweight Champion. Mm. So like the whole thing, he technically it was a second reign. And you know, he would go on to lose it to Rocky T, obviously. But like yeah. it was just that little pit stop in between, and uh, I, I made it happen. I just did it. I didn't like. 
I'm like, what's David going to do? What's he going to do? I made myself IW World Heavyweight Champion. I fixed the whole thing. I, I, I wrote the whole thing back off, but I was IW World Heavyweight Champion. Um, <laughs> that is the greatest shit I ever heard, bro. That is and fucking that was, amazing. That is fucking god dear. That's, that's the time frame I'm playing this, like, cowardly heel character. And he's like, well, you know, but Robbie should be the one that, like, getting people over in the heel mode. I'm like, yeah, but he still gets to be the heel. This was just a completely ridiculous thing that no matter how great or how prepared you are, you're not expecting the guy talking about the match announcement. He's like, okay, I'm the challenger. Boom, boom, I beat you. Like, the whole thing, like, it was a definitive. He's like, yeah, but someone should really be pulling the wool over his eyes. I'm like, it's, it's not pulling the wool over his eyes if it's something you don't expect. Like, mm-hmm. and that's where the whole story, it's a breach of conduct. Robbie's was another one of those cowardly heels. Like, no, 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 this didn't happen this way. Uh, this isn't, no, but his ego, even the character, ego character would have to admit it sounds better being a two time IW world heavyweight champion. Things had to be rectified. Robbie loved it, but they was like, well, I don't root because he wanted to be Rocky T to be the one that I'm like, well, I still didn't technically beat him. The thing got stripped, but I was a champion. I had to give it up. He mm-hmm. had it. Like, the whole thing was was this. It was like, okay, I need to pay attention to riots because shit can happen there. Like, that was the whole purpose of it was so that it would Because, you know, next level the shit. IW World Heavyweight Championship being defended on any show other than Alpha, it didn't change hands. You knew it wasn't going to change hands unless it was on Alpha. Yeah. But somebody randomly that you would never expect to be winning the IW World Heavyweight Championship grabs it on riots. Mm-hmm. That means I need to pay attention to what's going on in the other brands. The Delta Champion won the World Heavyweight Championship on riots. Yeah. I got to watch this show. <laughs> <laughs> right? Butts in seats. Like, I thought it was great. Everyone else thought it was great, but David's like, oh, well, you know, I'm like, all right, fine. But look, I got some promos out of it. It was entertaining. Everyone was talking about it. Like, and the best part is I was doing the results shows for riots. There was a time I was doing the results show for every brand in IW. Mm. Oof. Alpha was me and uh, Jeremiah. Omega was me and James Park. Like people didn't like my uh, my commentary. I'm like I'm treating it the way a wrestling fan reviewing a show would. Like because the babyface characters didn't like me hating on them. Or talking shit about them on air. Mm-hmm. I, I got kicked off of it. That's when uh, I quit. East- uh, that how it's supposed <laughs> to be. The heel to talk shit about maybe fish. Well, the thing was, I was the guy providing the results. I was a, the staff member. Mm, still. But the way I was pitching it was, this is the uh, Alpha, whatever, the mm-hmm. Omega, whatever. And uh, in fact, I still have the stuff on here. What was it that I called them? Alpha Talk. 
I was off attack. And then I had this. Got it mixed up because then mm -hmm. Omega was this one. My favorite songs uh yes oh dude i heard that like i didn't i didn't recognize well obviously i recognize um both uh songs immediately um but like that one was a completely different reaction i just felt like a fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> then then there was this Ryan! Riot! 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 
tell you a very similar theme for all of them yeah um, i had a, a video i actually have the logos for the stuff here too uh the regular riots logo from 2020 the harvest in hell uh pay-per-view and the riot times day um i, I kept it very you. themed i went very cheesy old school that. style with the way i did it i have the iw network logo <laughs> still on here too um like and then that's, I think, the end of those. But like, as I said, you can see that there's a handful of, uh, you know, I, I kept them very similar. Oh, oh, this was the other one. Riot! 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 The beginning part's the same. But I modified it a little Riot! bit. And we'll see how in a minute. Riot! Russia, separate down the middle. I want to see you separate up. This is your last chance to start a fucking riot. Snapped on, you're not the only one 
And then, of course, for this one. It is to Madame Justice that I dedicate this concerto in honor of the holiday she seems to have taken from these parts and in recognition of the imposter that stands in her stead. Tell me, do you know what day it is, Evie? Um, November the 4th. Not anymore. Remember, remember the 5th of November, the gunpowder, treason, and plot. I know of no reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. First, the overture. an advertisement for a special Wednesday night uh, riots super show. Uh, the main event of that was Spike versus uh, uh, Rob Roman for the IW Riots Championship. That was the night Rob dropped the title. Uh, so that he could focus full time on Alpha and uh, Spike became the, the main guy of riots. Now, this was an IW Riots booked by myself uh, with the assistance for the write-ups and the stuff done uh, by uh, Johnny Rotten and Anton Garcia, 
and myself. Uh, we were the primary writers. Right? Oh, Jeremiah, Jeremiah too. Uh, I was very 100% insistent with David, even after he booted uh, Anton at that point for my W. That's when he quit. Uh, I kept him in riots, and David's like, "Well, I don't like. I don't care. You gave me permission to run this the way I want it, and I want it with Anton. Just because your feelings yeah. got hurt, I don't give a shit." And you know, Anton gets, Anton gets a lot of shit. Anton gets a lot of shit, but he booked some of the, he booked the, what I consider to be the best twelve months of my entire Efed career consistently. So people can have their opinion on him. I know, I know, he's got a lot of shit for insert reason here, whatever the mm -hmm. fuck. He's a bad booker or whatever, but it's all bullshit. That guy is fucking top notch. In my Myself opinion, as far as I'm concerned. and uh, Keith Cypress were the two people he worked most closely with in, in booking, and if you will, getting his experience in the booking with. Um, and like, but Anton Garcia, his character TKO, has also always been a member of the Heaven Club, mm -hmm. uh, which was a thing I did in Efed for a while. Uh, Jack Arson was uh, was there, uh, which is why I would help him here and there with things. Uh -huh. But Jack Arson was the type of person that having an extra mouthpiece or an extra faction around him, with him, that went across other companies. Because that's what Heman Club was. It was uh, like other members of Heman Club were the Kiwi Killer, Mike Thom. Um, Casey Moran was a Heman Club member. Um, obviously, TJM, uh, Jack Arson. All people who've done pretty cool things themselves, uh, individually or collectively together, even like it was it was sort of like a fraternity, if you will. Like you never lose membership. Uh, it's not necessarily an actual faction per se, uh, but it's like a. It was like my version of the Brotherhood, which I was also a part of. But, uh, but yeah, uh, you know, uh, my, my intros, uh, you can tell I use the same template for everything. Mm. I designed a template and I wanted to keep it uniform because my thought process was they're all IW brands. There's mm. slight similarities. You might notice a color scheme difference. Riots had that purplish pink and uh, the actual Riots video in the background from Three Days Grace. Yeah. <clears throat> everything kept the... Uh, the flatlining. Do you know why everything kept the flatlining? Hmm. Why? Because it was a throwback homage to one of the places that gave me my first creative control in booking an entire brand. UPW. Hmm. The UPW logo had the, uh, the EKG line in it. And uh, I used that for a lot of stuff. It was also part of Underground, which I helped book for a while. I loved doing Underground. Um, yeah, I, I, part of me wants to do that stuff again, uh, but at the same time, I don't think I want to dedicate my life to EFED all over again. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, you know, I, I have no problem getting in front of a camera, cutting a promo, doing those things, but where I think my favorite things and the things I think I excel better at is the forming and shaping a company and a storyline as a whole. Um, as examples, I've given you my ideas of the way I would have booked or handled uh, things over the last few weeks with WWE. 
All right. Um, you literally took notes on stuff that I, I was talking about to use in something. Um, I'm not saying I'm the best, but I, I think I would probably am, am and probably are am now and probably are still a, one of the, the better booking minds in the inside of the whole. I would say so, yeah. I'd agree with that. And that, that's not just trying to be like, you know, sucked up or anything. It's just, I, I think I bring something to the table that other people don't. <laughs> But when it comes to that part of it, I do not have that. I may have as a promo here there because I just don't really care. Uh, but when it comes to the booking, uh, the running of the show, the maintaining a show, uh, I am very all in. Very hands on. I'm also the only person in, uh, at any point in the history of EFED to consistently and regularly produce full results within 24 hours of deadline. Whether it was uh, comp, whether it was story, uh, whether it was full written results or not, my stuff was always done and ready. Even if I had to write the whole show myself, and I had done that a number of times in other areas, um, to have the fun. I'd, I don't know, TJ, if you ever experienced my written matches, I did, yeah. I don't know that I ever... It was your uh, live stuff that I missed out on, mostly. My live stuff was all personality. Mm-hmm. Which apparently... <laughs> was but uh, my but yeah, some of my I written stuff... Pretty much, I was, I, I'm mostly familiar with your writing. I had uh, a result show for UPW Saturday Night Slam that I used to run. Because uh, I, I did these six super shows. Like UPW had their pay-per-views, and I was the only person that had my own brand super shows. I considered myself like an NXT style. I would do my, like my things. And every one of them were themed after Star Wars, episodes one through six. Uh, to the point where episode four, which was would have been like a new whole... Uh, I'm sorry, no. Episode six, which would have been like Return of the Jedi, I literally had Chelsea Minnick on the show competing... She was abducted by Huts on Tatooine and forced into the Slave Leia guard. Um, was able to escape her captors and return to the arena in time to compete in the Bloodlust Championship match with Mike Tom, the Kiwi Killer. Okay. I think the main event of that show was uh, Ethan Carnage versus the Sleaze. Wait a minute. Oh, I just realized something. You Mikey P was my television champion, uh, defending weekly. And that show had a match. No, no, episode... Episode 5, the... Uh, uh, the one that happened in Bespin, Cloud City Bespin. Um, Shooter J stuck Paul Heyman, uh, Joshua Heyman, my, my Paul Heyman GM character, into Carbonite. In a feud he had going with me. He, he was my anti. I always do some sort of anti-authority feud. 
in my stuff, like as me with the authority figure, mm-hmm. because I'm really good at pushing people's buttons. And I will actively, especially when I'm doing results, I will actively like shit on them with this character. And like it really pisses people off. In XWE, my person was Joey DeWitt. Like him, I would all him, 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 him. And it would make it very satisfying, not only for the people who thought I was like legit bullying them, but for the person that I'm like fucking with the entire time when they finally get their one over on me and the, and, and the story and the, and the development of things. It was good times. For sure. That story involved me going missing because of the carbonite and my, uh, my uh, secretary, Prudence Hollywell, uh, who was portrayed by my ex-wife, uh, took over kayfabe for me for a while, and then she ended up running uh, the Monday show when Chelsea stepped out. So, uh, like, yeah, I, I was into. But even with this, that that number six was the one of the longest result shows I ever uh, produced. It was well over. It was a, it was big enough to be a novella. It was too big to post on Facebook. I had to make a WordPress specifically to put this result show on. It was like over 10,000, 34,000. So it was a whole bunch of uh, words. And Matt Apple used to call me a diva for for putting that out there all the time. So it became Mm -hmm. a whole stick. Um, I've always had these off-the-wall things in EFED that I'm known for that that get over from an OC standpoint. Like the hashtag Joshua McLean did it first. Yeah. Um, the uh, the diva because of the number of words and in, uh, in, in, in my uh, my result show that I produced in less than twenty four hours and put up on my own while running two with other shows with or while running two other shows and two other feds with or without drugs without. <laughs> <laughs> That's even more impressive. Like, I might have smoked a blunt early in the night when I started writing, but that was one. Yeah. And uh, that was that was the whole thing. I was... At the same time, I was doing a show in XWE. I was doing a show in PWA. And I had just been recruited to, to come be the first person to take the reins from David Jones and Alpha. Mm. All over the place. Yeah, I was, I was an efed whore, but I wasn't so much about competition, and I competed in these places too with uh, with things here and there. During the same time frames, when I ended up beating Grant for the uh, UPW Championship and ENRR at the time, and like I told a hell of a story with that. I were, and then I became the Underground Champion when I w- took over UPW with the Underground thing. I won that fair and square against Jack Arson who was aligned with Nick White at the time. Mm-hmm. And then that fell through. Um, I think they were both in VOD uh, at that point. That was before me. Uh, this was like the same. This was roughly just before. And then I dropped the title to... Did I drop the title to Kelly? Or did I drop the title to Rodney? Mm-hmm. I dropped the title to one of them in the, in the main event, uh, eventually, of Underground. But uh, the idea was to build Rodney uh, Morris, uh, his uh, ice-cold or 
Ice Stone. No, Ice Stone. Stone Ice Cold. His ice uh, cold. huh? Parody. His Stone Cold yeah. Parody. Yeah, that's Ice Cold. Which is funny because him and Ellen Cornio used to be a tag team too. Ice Cold and Ellen Cornio. They they were sort of like the Steve Austin dude love combo. Oh my God, I love it. Yeah, Rodney and I did a lot of work together during that time frame. That. I, he's one of the people that if I, if I was if I was going somewhere or doing something and they told me that he had something to do with it, I'd be like, I'm in. <laughs> if Rodney messaged me today with a hey, uh, I'm doing a an eFed card show, like just just one. Uh, do you? I'm like, yeah, okay. Who do you want? Yeah. What do you want me for? I'll do it. Just tell me what. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like he, he gave me some good. He 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 was. Um, I remember when I first got up to Alpha was when I first really got experienced with him. We were doing the Rapture thing, going against uh, Black and Blue Crew and all that. Rodney was just added to it, like the same week or two that we were introduced and. Like he like zeroed in on me specifically. <laughs> yeah, that's when uh, he was introduced as Rodney Morrison by Iraqi T. Yeah, yeah, that's where the Rodney which is what stemmed started. from the idea for the Rodney Morris challenging for the uh, IW Championship against Rocky T. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was one of my crowning achievements booking Alpha, uh, building up Rodney for all that with the I am Morris, the I am Morris, like the whole thing to it. Like, yeah, I was man, so proud was, of that work. Yes, and as you fucking should be, because, man, that was great. Yeah, you know, that, that was me and all of my kids doing I Am Morris under a uh, mask. <laughs> I think Rodney sent it to me, too, uh, for it. So, like, we, we did the whole thing, and, like, everyone did, my, my wife, myself, like, we all did it under a green screen. And I did this whole thing with this, the Morris flashing in the background with it. Rodney loved it. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, we ran with the whole thing, the, the big I am Morris. I am Morris. I am, and the whole idea is that, you know, he is kind of like a Legion thing. He has many. It's not just him. He's everyone. The, his whole premise for this came from watching The Walking Dead. The idea was to build it around, like, Negan. I am Negan. Oh. I am Negan. I am Morris. Mm. I am Morris. We are Morris. Like, oh, okay. I love. I love that. And, like, I thought that it was a perfect, like, kind of heel that can get over on Rocky T for a little while. Obviously, Rocky T is going to come back. But in order for things to work the right way in the buildup, Rocky T has to look failable in order to come out on top. And I was very big about pushing that to the point where David made me specifically talk to Rocky T to make sure he was okay. Like, look, this is my plan. This is where it's going. This is how it ends. But in order to get there, in order to make it captivating, in order to suspend that disbelief, because no one's going to believe you're going to lose this title, Rock. Like, that's the problem with the way you're booked. No one's going to believe you're going to lose unless you look failable. Like, even Hogan had to lose sometimes in order to win later. Like, that's what we're doing here. I like, okay, okay, I, I, I trust you, I trust you, I got, I got this, just, you know. Just keep me in the loop. Uh, I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. This is this is what we're. This is how I'm doing it. This is what I'm doing. Like, this is the plan. This is how it develops. Um. Yeah, I, I did a whole story too, 
with uh, when the the drug testing. Uh, but oh, it wasn't steroids or whatever that they gave uh, Brian Aldridge. And it had a completely a whole other story I ran by Brian Aldridge that he loved. But yeah, Rocky tested for this, but what he didn't test for was this. They put this in his uh, his system. Now this happened. This is what it actually is. And uh, again, I had to get that approval by Rocky T. I'm like, look, this this is builds the story better. You want this to play out right? Your big uh, these people versus these people. Your black and blue crews because it was a big faction match. Uh, that. I forget who Brian Aldridge. Brian Aldridge won it for the team against. Uh, I think it was because yeah, misery. That era of it was. I think I remember. I believe that wasn't that era. Of Black and blue crew was it? Rocky Aldridge, Bartlett, and Cage. Uh, I know it was Aldridge and no, Bartlett was in there for a while. <clears throat> I think Bartlett it was, was in there for a while. Rocky yeah. Bartlett, Cage, and Aldridge. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking because I know it had changed completely from when I had first come in. At the time, it was uh, Rocky, Bartlett, Morris, and Thomas Austin. Yeah, and the, the, the whole team. That, yeah, and then that wow. fell apart, and then it became Rocky, Bartlett, Aldridge, and Cage. My, 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 that was my introduction to, to uh, Rodney Morris as the challenger. Yeah. Uh, Rodney, the I am Morris people in the mass, they attacked Rocky T, threw him off the stage, like fucked him right up, and he got eliminated in this elimination falls count anywhere match. Uh, and it, it got down to Brian Aldridge eventually came back and won the match for his team after all the shit uh, misery had put him through. That's uh, a feel good. And Rocky T was out there, you know, hurt afterwards hoisting uh, Brian Aldridge up on his shoulders. Uh, you know, he always had faith in him. He basically hogan his moment, and that was the plan, so that he would still be happy, but I really wanted Brian Aldridge to have this moment because, to me, in order for this story to have the real feel-good ending, Brian Aldridge had to be the one to win. Yeah, because he it was couldn't like, be Rocky T doing it for Brian. Brian had to be the one to do it. He was that plucky, lovable one. Yep. And like, then that won the TV championship and literally carried around a TV. Do you, do you know How, who he beat for the TV that. championship? I don't remember. Me. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I do remember that now. Holy shit. Man, that's crazy. That's crazy. This is this is almost kind of morphed into a version of uh this like solo podcast i'm starting up and like with efed stuff doing like sort of like kind of just talking about old stories and shit and history of, of certain people i mean for the record I, i've been on uh uncut like three times yeah but i don't want to go and dig through those to find them I'd rather just like hear shit myself personally. Well, these are things I've never talked about even on Uncut. Like, yeah. I, I, I've always like, yeah, this, 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 the kind of, this is the kind of shit you would you would see like on on this thing I'm working on, um, called uh, I think I'm calling it Unplugged. For now, I don't know. It might stick. It might not. I don't know. Um, but I did an episode yesterday with uh, Casey Campbell. The first episode, and it was a good. It was a good run. What and about off the cuff? 
maybe because it's kind of because like the thing was like i have a i have a full format planned out through like a whole list of like certain like questions and topics to go on like we didn't follow like this 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 formula i had written out but it all ended up covering every bit of ground anyway kind of like picked like we we picked the starting point and then it just like went all it kind of like went around and covered everything anyway um, so so uh, when when do you want me to do my appearance um well, I, <laughs> I don't have a second episode lined up yet if you want to take it <laughs> do, do you want me in or out of the unicorn uh, vest uh your choice I mean, this this was part of the TJM unsay, uh, Unsane character. Yeah, one of my favorite iterations. That that's because that's the one you faced. Yeah, that and I just I just found it just so interesting and intriguing to watch. Just I found it fun to do too because it let me do my normal TJM stuff, but it forced me to it forced people to rely more on the stuff that I was very, very good about that no one ever noticed. Mm-hmm. With half of my face covered with the mask, except this part open, most yeah. people never paid attention to how much I put into how I said things, the way I used my mouth when I said things. But oh. when half my face is covered and you're literally right there and you're seeing yeah, that, that's all you the see. tongue <laughs> flicking and the, and like, you were like, wow. Yeah. Huh. These are things I've always been huge about is the subtle aspects. Uh, like the time, like I would never always stare at the camera with my eyes. I was always all over the place. But when I did get my eyes directly into the camera, there was a reason behind it. And my whole facial expression would change. Yeah. I'd I know. My silly was, stuff and then um, I get really. Uh, I know um, Fox once I was talking to Fox one day and he told me that I have some of the most intense eye contact he has ever seen in a promo. And it might be one of my strongest suits. Cause it's like, he said, I give off the vibe whenever I'm like in promo and just like, just I'm barely even blinking. I'm just like dead set focused, laser focused. And it feels like this. You're almost afraid to look away cause you don't know what's going to happen. So I break away for a few seconds, you breathe and then, you open your eyes back up within a blink. I'm right back on you. And it's like, oh, fuck, here we go again. <laughs> Give you just enough room to breathe and think you're safe. And then, nope, I'm back on you. I ain't, I ain't let my eyes off you yet, son. Yeah. So I, I just I love the I love the, the little details and shit like that. You know, I already can I call you that, Party? Doesn't matter. I'm going to anyway. One of my favorite things about you. One of my favorite things about you isn't the eye contact. Really, at the end of the day, the eye contact isn't all that special. It doesn't take a genius to look into the camera, but you'd think it in this day and age. No, one of my favorite things about you, Artie, is much like me, much like something anyone who's underestimated me or taken 
the silly guy and the pigtails and the unicorn horn for granted is not necessarily everything you see is what's going on. Like me, Artie, I know those cogs, those wheels, those gears of war, if you will, <laughs> are always spinning. They're always working. Like some little steampunk costume by Becky Lynch back in the day, and I'd still lick her ass if she let me, even if she didn't. They're always moving. You're always thinking. Unlike some of these other plebs around here who live for the moment, who, like a particular animal of a certain metal, you're not here to die on your shield this week. Your end game isn't to leave tonight on your shield held high after giving it your all. No, you're not thinking about tonight. You're not thinking about what happens when you step in that ring now. You're thinking about what's going to happen three months from now when you've gotten to where you're going, where you know you're going to be. No matter what anybody else says, no matter what anybody else thinks, no matter how many people think that you're crazy, and I know crazy, or thinking Three months from now, you're going to be right where you think you are. But I know, I know in three months from now, you will be exactly where you think you're going because you're not, you're not playing for the now. You're playing for the then. And Artie, as a fellow long-term, I guess we'll say, storyteller, I can appreciate that. And I know, I know about your meat hooks and your divines and your filths and your raptures and all of these other little iterations. Whether you're a child of the moon or a child of an arson, whether you're just you, Artie. I know three months from now when you stand face to face with the exact individual that you already picture facing. I want you to know that I knew you'd be there and I will be in the bag likely after what I've decided to be doing three months from now, spoiler alert, whatever I want. Enjoying the ride alongside you. But that's three months from now, and Artie, that's not tonight. And since you're not focused on tonight, and well, I mean, I guess technically I'm not either, but uh, I'm a little bit of a different quantity than you. I may plan my goals. I may know where I want to be. That's a weird one. Hmm. Oh, it's him again. <laughs> I may know where I plan to be and what I want to be doing. I also know that tonight, one. well, you're thinking about three months from now, I'll be living in the now. And though you have your plans, I also have mine. And like you already, my plans always 
come true. And that is why, with the utmost confidence, I can tell you already as much as I love to watch you do the things you do to people the way that you do. Tonight, well, you're going to find out why they call me unsane. Ta-ta. <laughs> I'll see you in a little while. Bye-bye. Oh, what do you got, Eric? What do you got, huh? I'm past that point in the high. <laughs> uh, I have no idea what I said, for the record. <laughs> I know my, 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 my thing there was putting you over as a long-term planner. Yeah. Putting you over as a strategic mastermind, as a, uh, you know... But uh, that's all I remember. That was my. I know, I know. I know one specific rebuttal I would have. Thinking too far ahead instead of thinking of the now. The now for you was three months ago for me. I liked how you take the same. <laughs> See, this is this is what makes me sad that we haven't actually done an individual so much one-on-one -on -one thing with one another. I know, right? <laughs> But, like, I don't think I'd want to do, like, a one-show thing with you. Like, I think I'd want something that's slowly built. <laughs> Money in a long term. I and then, of course, there's also the motivation. Because TJM was one of those people. The TJM character, the sexiest unicorn, the unsane one, was not motivated by, like, winning the championship. He wasn't motivated necessarily about the wins and losses. His motivation always came from something else. Yeah. To a certain extent, he had like a Dark Avenger vibe. Like he zeroed in hard on uh, Matt. Uh, uh, Babyface Matt that went heel. Uh, Hayden. Hayden. Matthew Hayden. Yeah. About how he, he turned his back on everything he ever stood for. I did a whole thing about like a whole idea about stalking him. Like having like green screen footage of me like going through shit in his house and him coming through like I didn't put that there. I didn't do that. Like just these ideas for things that would just be but this this was also during the I don't know how much of this you ever caught, but this was during a time frame where every year I did one sort of out of the box style project. I did the uh stand music video. Have you ever seen that? No. I don't believe I did. Oh, bro, I did a stand music video for Delta in the European Championship match against uh, James uh, J JD Drake. Okay. I used some real. I might have heard about it, but I don't think <sighs> I saw it. It is, it, it's up there. I think for some of the greatest promos that ever existed, and I'm not usually big about thinking that my stuff is fantastic or anything. Uh -huh. But this, this I believe was awesome. I have it. I have it in here somewhere. Uh, I feel like I think we'd always done. We'd ever we had only ever been in like multi-person matches together. You know? Okay, I got it for you. I got it for you. Are you ready to see this? Let's see. It. 
Honey? Honey, are you okay? I please come call and wondering why. Got out of bed at all. The morning rain clouds up my window. And I can't see at all. And even if I could, it'd all be great. Put your picture on my wall. It reminds me that it's not so bad. It's not so bad. Just your fellow not so slim. Best big man in the business, I feel it. For real, man. I see it. I like to think that someday I'll be as good as you. Maybe I can start by pitching in a dollar or two. I see you got a deal on a couple shirts and a towel. 25 bucks? You bet your ass I'm down. How about I send it now and you get him when you can? I'm your biggest fan, man. My name is Stan Josh. Anyway, hopefully you get this. Hit me back when you can. Man, I've seen your work with the Horsemen and an XWA. You're one of a kind, man. New Age Enforcer, Arn Anderson better look out. He ain't got nothing on you, dude. I've seen that Shooting Star Press and that beautiful moonsault. Your biggest fan, my name is Josh.
My kids can't call and wondering why Da 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 The morning rain clouds up my window And I can't see at all And even if I could, it'd all be great With your picture on my wall It reminds me that it's not so bad It's not so bad Hey Drake, it's Josh again Life's changed a lot since we spoke a year ago. Well, since I spoke a year ago. I'm still waiting on those shirts, but that's okay, man. I know you're a busy guy. Got a lot going on. WWM, World Heavyweight Championship. Man, I'm proud of you. Might not seem like much. Just another fan. But man, I really look up to you. It's not often guys our size get to make something of themselves in this business. And right about now, I could use a hero of my own. Got a lot of shit going on at home. Found out that an Australian's been dipping where he shouldn't be. And now things are not quite what I thought they'd be. Anyway, man, I hope you get this. I don't know if maybe there was an issue before, but I look forward to hearing back from you. Get those shirts and that towel. Your biggest fan, man. I love you, Drake. Bye. I just don't call and wonder why. Da 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 da. The morning rain clouds up my window, and I can't see at all. And even if I could, it'd all be great with the picture on my wall. It reminds me that it's not so bad. It's not so bad. To the dick bag known as James D. Drake. I spent my hard-earned money on two shirts and a towel from you. It's been two years this December, and you still ain't come through. How could you leave me hanging like that? I thought we were cool. We're both fat. James, now the time has come. You're gonna have to pay. I'm taking that European Championship from you and I'm bringing it my way. He's gone cold and wondering why. And so I present. Stan has performed by the wife of him. That's pretty sick. That was one of those like creative out of the box projects. Uh, the following year, I did uh, Wrestling with Responsibilities, the two poppy story. Uh, two poppy wrestling responsibilities and uh it was all about like a my uh my run with the intercontinental championship uh with unfiltered um and uh the, the coming back the, the trying to do this do i really still got it type of thing interviews with my family 
uh, clips with me on video calls with them. Uh, like I weren't really, I, I liked doing those type of things at least once a year. Like that, that was my trademark. Uh, and then I stopped. Before that, the big thing was uh, the Petty Christmas and the uh, case files of Dr. Lumens, uh, the uh, stuff with uh, Phantasma, uh, Hawk's character. Yeah, that was, uh, those are fun things. Uh, lots of, of my, my video editing skills thrown in there. Um, yeah, I had fun with them. That that's the the one part I do kind of miss was the the fooling around doing that type of stuff. Yeah, it's fun kind of getting the chance to do something kind of on the side. And again, it was one of those things where I prided myself on doing stuff that other people weren't yet. Adding a different sense of, of to it, like more production to certain things, but not all everything. Like not everything had to be overproduced, but the occasional thing very heavily produced and worked on as a uh, what I call the masterpiece promo, which maybe wasn't necessarily, but like the effort put into them. The the wrestling responsibilities I uh, had like three parts planned. One of them was going to be like David Jones talking about the idea was it was a documentary on me, my character, me as a whole. Uh, you had clips from uh, Killian Gavin, uh, Matt Hayden, hmm. as themselves, but still the character. The idea mm-hmm. was like doing your, like your 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 wrestler documentaries, where it's the person that they're shown as their character, but they're talking not as a competitor, but as somebody else that does this with them, travels the road, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great ideas, there's a lot of this type of stuff. Uh, that was the whole concept to it. Um, I have those clips somewhere. I just don't know where I put them. I had someone I had contracted about being my illegitimate son. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I never got to know. Because, well, my character debuted. My character's age is significantly older than I am. Okay. Uh, my character debuted uh, at 17 years old as Sammy Smasher in HHWF. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the, the, the birth of, uh, of me and my starting my, I had a whole fucking, I had like a three page biography backstory on my character, my, my, my profile. Uh, people used to joke that my, my stuff was a Wikipedia cause I'd have it broken down to the different personalities or characters I portrayed the move sets and stuff done with them, uh, aspects to them, things they were like. Yep. Very I, I do that. I do that. I do that with every character I, I ever come up with. I write a whole fucking biography out. Yeah, my my thing was huge, huge. Yeah, <laughs> I had like data corrupted, written in the uh, in the biography field. Mm. And someone's like, "What was all that for?" I'm like, "Did you not notice it was between the time frame of debuting a Sammy Smasher to now?" I can't tell you how everything plays out because we haven't played those stories yet in HHWF. So the idea is like the, the data got corrupted. It's still being restored. Um, very few people really quite understood what I did or was doing with that. There's a few that I have a great appreciation for because they got it. They understood what I was doing. 
uh, people like Matt Applin. He he he's he got it. Like he knew what I was yeah. doing with doing shit. Uh, Rodney's another one that just he got it. He understood the the crazy way, which is coincidentally one of the reasons I'm so high on Bray Wyatt because we have the similar like storm of creativity the way the way we will go or discover like i saw my stuff to be completely off the wall so detailed so like so much extra stupid shit with it that can be hard to manage but i'm also like i i guess i have a better handle uh to a degree on things like i don't care about how my character comes out looking per se because you know the idea is it's simulating wrestling and in wrestling you have people who they just lose. It doesn't necessarily hurt them. I can still be one of the more entertaining people in story-driven fed, even if I'm not winning. The wins and losses ultimately don't matter. What matters is what I'm producing, what I'm, uh, like, that. that's for me where the thing came in. And I, like, would run with stupid random shit, like the uh, two poppy recount that I, I pulled. And I tried to say that they were, they were being anti-racist, uh, just giving it to the black woman because she was the black woman, not giving the white guy his shot. Uh, like, I was doing the whole fucking thing. Um, yeah. I played on a touch. And I have no problem using cheap heat tactics. No problem doing the, like, the low-hanging fruit. I thrive in the low-hanging fruit because it's there low-hanging for a reason. And it definitively gives my opponent something like, that's the best you got. That's the best you got. Like, well, I can't believe you're going this route. I can't believe. And it, the more stupid or bigger of an asshole it makes me look, the bigger and better it makes the other person look is the baby face. Like, I also think I'm one of the few people, and this is me tooting my own horn, <coughs> which <coughs> I may jokingly do frequently, but I don't honestly do frequently. I, I think I have one of the best handles on playing a baby face in the fed over almost anybody. Um, too many people trying to play the baby face do it the Rocky T method. I will play a legit baby face that doesn't like to swear, that is like. He's not going to resort to dirty tactics. Like, he's your true blue baby face. Uh, Dusty Love, Elena Corneo, like, fun baby faces, but that also, like, they're true baby faces. I wish we could have got uh, Dusty Love versus Mr. XWE. Mr. XWE. Uh, you must have missed that. That's something I did for a couple I, – I did a, I did a, a, a short-term gimmick in XWE a couple weeks ago. Um basically what what happened is um i was doing this gimmick i was doing this story with blair where he was sent off to a fucking anger Thank management man, <laughs> yeah so <clears throat> what i did was while i was away on that and and i genuinely just took a couple weeks off from doing anything at all just to take a little bit of a break and kind of chill out for a bit and not burn myself out but when i when I decided, okay, I'm ready to come about, I want to do this a little bit differently. I'm going to have it where I completely, I, 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 I grab a mask like a, uh, I don't know where it's at, but it's like, it's like you're, uh, it's, it's a gold lucha mask, right? And I just, I, I wear this mask. I wear this, this white t-shirt 
And I just start acting like the fucking cheesy fucking babyface traditional style and just being all like complimentary and nice and honored and keep and I keep constantly kind of like well at first it was a little subtle but then I just started progressively ramping it up uh teasing who it was under the mask it was it was TJ Blair playing a character um like dropping I'll little hints like um like I would like you know, TJ Blair's whole thing, you know, Prince of Panic, blah, blah, blah. And Mr. XW has come out and not like, I am here to have a good time and not to make you people panic. <laughs> and just like, not as like a, and I, I would, I would play it off in more of a, not so much a wink, wink way, but say it as if I actually meant to say it as the word and not what it could tease at. That's kind of how I feel a good subtle delivery is is like not make it obvious what you're not make it incredibly obvious what you're talking about but just like the ones who are paying attention will get it see again that's why i I agree with you now i wish we could have done something with this because i would have played (laughs) with that with you and i would have used it the same way like you know dusty being all like ow it's saying a panic at the disco daddy, but it is your front door man, Dusty Love, taking on Mr. XWE and what will definitely be the match you want to see. Ow! Yeah! Yeah. Um, I know, um... I would have made, like, a Diamonds and Pearls XWE comment in there had... somewhere. Yeah. Um, because I know. Prince did the song Diamonds and Pearls. Unfortunately, Mr. XWE only had, uh, really one match it was technically two booked in two matches but one was a no-show so uh we just did we just did the one one of the the, i specifically requested this spot to be like the finisher for mr xwe for like stupid matches so this person no-showed so it was the only move in the match mr xwe comes in goes for a well-respectful handshake they shake his hand Pulls them in small package. <laughs> um, but the second and last Mr. XWE match was actually one of the title matches. And I think one of them was, uh, I think it was the last promo I posted before the results came out. And fucking Bison saw it and he was marking the fuck out over it. He's like, this is the most baby face shit i have ever seen i did not ever in my life expect this from you <laughs> and i'm like shit now i don't want to give up the gimmick because <laughs> i knew i was giving it up the very next day people are here popping for this character and i'm like oh my god i have to give it up though <laughs> but do you i mean i'm thinking about like kind of taking and like maybe like tweaking a few things to make it where it's not like probably like a different name or something like make a character out of that concept I mean because the Mr. XWE was TJ Blair under a mask it yeah. was an act but okay here's okay I actually kind of forgot this because I'm, I'm fucking stoned but <laughs> um is there a way when, you could tie your character name yes, I'm, into I'm, or with on. Dusty Love? 
I don't know, but uh, hold on. I'm going somewhere with this. So after we did the reveal of, oh, Mr. XWE was TJ Blair all along, I come on, came on and do a promo where, like, I'm holding the mask fucking when, like, in almost in the style of Eddie Guerrero when he turned heel on Rey Mysterio and took his mask, like, shredded his mask and took it and then came out on the next show and was just, like, cutting a promo to the mask. It's what I was doing because what I did was I morphed the story of, like, you probably think I busted out of this anger management and got out of Dodge and just ran off and didn't complete it. And the, the deal was until I completed it, I wouldn't be allowed back in XWE. So I'm just like, y'all probably think I just skipped out and just forced my way back in. No. And then because the, the previous night at work, I printed out an actual completion certificate signed and everything. I made up a bunch of names and did like little signatures and shit mm-hmm. <laughs> and held up the certificate. Like, no, I completed your courses. I did your stupid clause. And when I called to tell you I was done, you never picked up the phone, Nick. You were just doing this to get rid of me. You never had any intentions on bringing me back. That's where the story of this individual who was also in this facility as a patient um, was basically this guy who believed a little too much in the wrestling world. Um, like super fan style. Um, and it was mentioned that, you know, they kind of like hounded Blair around a lot and kind of like followed him around because, you know, Blair's a wrestler, this guy's a wrestling fan. So like kind of, you know, doing the whole like weird ass super fan stalker shit. And it kind of turns into this thing where I morphed it as this could have been a TJ Blair redemption story had you answered the phone. Because when I first saw this kid, I wanted to rip his throat out. But then he just kept on and kept on. And you know what? That little fuck, he opened up something to me. And shit actually started to change. I started to get better. I started finally feeling something going right for once. And because this random insane kid here is so excited to see someone like me reform and then go back to XWE, his favorite promotion and help sweep it back up. And then when I finally reform and I give you what you want, you turn your back on me. So I decided I was going to make that kid's wish come true. I was going to put his image out for the world to see and show you and everyone else what you could have got had you just thought beyond yourself for a change. I just cut a whole different promo. That was not even close to what I actually cut, but that was the basis of it. I wish I would have done that promo instead. Because I was vibing with that. <laughs> I like it. I, well, I did I'm not thinking. expect it to go into a full tangent. <laughs> if you wanted to try out this character, right? <clears throat> <clears throat> I think 
a uh, baby face duo of Dusty Love and this could be a lot of fun to do. Could be. Could be, yeah. I'm going to have to test the waters on that. I'll like work on actually creating something out of it beyond the never really got past the basics with it because I knew it was going to be a short-term character anyway. It just got cut even shorter than it was supposed to be. <laughs> I have a great name for us already. Okay, let's hear it. The Faces of Babes. The Faces of Babes. I love it. Basically a fancy way of saying baby faces. I love it, and that's like and I encourage. I'll go. I'll go back, and I'll I'll find um one of those, and I'll, I'll tag you, and I'll tag you. And Here's you how we tie it in, so it feels not so necessarily kayfabe breaking. All right, mm -hmm. we're doing it for the joyous look on the faces of children, the faces of babes. Like it's all about the you know, children. A big thing for baby, the kids, the kids. It's also a big thing for pedophiles, huh? But um. <laughs> a hairy hippie and a strange man in a mask talking about we're putting smiles on children's faces yeah <laughs> but I mean, it worked out my, my, my dusty road style thing with a now i don't look like your average superstar i'm no big buff rocky t i'm no nasally nick white but you know that I'm still bad. And just like all them out there who don't fit the norm, them who don't look the way you expect them to look, that they're bad too. And they can be bad. They can be something. They can be the future. They can rise up alongside my brother and I. As we take this company by storm, we show them that there's a way you can do things that ain't dirty. Daddy, there's a way you can do things that ain't nasty, Daddy. There's a way to do things that ain't all about cutting the throat, stealing the purse. Ain't a thing about backstabbing your buddy, Daddy. It's all about coming together. Coming together and representing all these young folk out there, these children, these, these fans who live vicariously through us. We can show them a better way. We can put those smiles on those children's faces, Daddy. We can shake those hands. We can kiss them babies. We can do it all, and we can do it all while still succeeding. We don't need to cut your face. We don't need to bury you in some forest, Daddy. We don't need to put on a mask. Well, my buddy, he, he has one, but it's not the same. It's not made from your face. We don't need to pander to the niche audiences, Daddy. We don't need to be something that we're not. We're just two dudes, two guys, Daddy, coming out here doing what's right. Making them smile, all them children, all them babies around the world. There's nothing as sweet as the laughter, the giggle of a baby. Nothing as innocent. And we are here, Daddy, to protect that innocence from people like Dan Ness who might try to do inappropriate things to them because he looks the top. Did you freeze or are you legit stone faced? I can't tell if you're reacting. Uh, I'm, probably frozen. I'm probably okay. frozen. I, I, I was waiting to see your reaction when I, I mentioned Dan Nest. I'm glad I was frozen because um, 
It'd be the same reason why I'm glad if you would if you were to drop if we were to ever like do like fucking like because you have a green screen too, right? I do. Okay, because we could like do like shit where like we're like like edit our shit to where we're, it looks like we're like together in the promos and shit, and that'd be pretty fucking epic. <laughs> It'd be one of those cases where if you were to to have dropped that. And I would have been like standing there listening to it. I I'm so glad I'm wearing a mask right now. Is it because you agree with Dusty's assertion that Dan Ness looks like the type? Um, I plead the fifth, Your Honor. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. They're probably not going to watch this, so they won't know. They'll just I'm, be me, you, and whoever our one viewer is right now. I just watch that's who that one viewer is <laughs> but twist well it's probably not dan Ness. he's still on vacation remember oh yeah right um that's why he had the spot i'm not accusing anyone else by him could could handle doing things appropriately very clear but yeah it could easily, um, you know, tweak a few things around. Maybe not still go with the Mister XWE name, or maybe do. I don't know, but make it clear that it is actually now the actual establish that Mister XWE was actually a person. This was just kind of a case of identity theft. <laughs> to get your way back in the door. I have so a great name for you. Okay. I'm going to type it out. Okay. Then I'm going to put it on the screen as a comment. You ready? <laughs> and like we can call you Mr. Face or I can call you B. For like the middle initial B. <laughs> My boy B face over here. <laughs> Ow! It's your boys Dusty Love and B face. We're here to show you exactly what it means. Go with like B B face. <laughs> well, like initials B B. Oh my, so you mean like the way people like hit up porn stars and call them BB instead of baby? Yeah. <laughs> uh, is it, did, I, did I reveal something about myself by say, by admitting I, I, I know this? I don't know, did you? Yeah, take a puff. <laughs> uh, but you know, um, I think that could be a lot of fun. Yeah, it could. I need to work, I need to workshop that and talk to Nick. See if that could ever be arranged. They could use some tag teams. Like, I don't mind losing, like, especially as a babyface character. Baby faces do a lot of losing for the most part. Yeah. Like, they, they often get cheated out a lot by the heels, but my feeling is XWE is probably a very heel heavy company. Like, kinda. A lot of places are very heel heavy, though. EFED in general is heel heavy. Yeah, EFED is incredibly heel heavy. Yeah, like there's there's not many genuine babyface characters out there at all. There are very few. 
Olá, Luan Cornel, você está aqui? E I am here. Maybe we need to maybe we need maybe we need to fill that gap. We we can be a a, a traveling carniac. Yes. We are uh No, I'm trying to think of uh trying to think of multiple name ideas. Coincidentally, do you know what the one of the last team ups I ever did was? What? Um it was supposed to be a Gary uh, stable and then Gary like fucked off. So like I uh had a new build around it. It was gonna be me, Zelzabar, and T Bone. Okay. Um Strange, either strange or strangers. We were still workshopping the name, and I used the twisted cover of uh, "People Are Strange," mm-hmm. and like it had this whole like strange vibe, like concept to it. Like the ideas, building is kind of around like the strangers, the the horror film strangers, the suspense horror film, like just these, you know, you don't really know what they're doing, why they're doing it, but they have a darker, ulterior, uh, psychotic motive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it never ended up taking off the ground. Uh, I, I I had some uh, some shit uh, like I wasn't in the right mental space to do things, and then T Bone died shortly afterwards. Uh, that was the last uh, last uh, thing I was gonna do. Oh man, that's crazy. Yeah, I. Uh... <laughs> That does make me think of something, but it's not something I want to say on air. So I'll tell you after. <laughs> well, if you just want to be a retard for a moment, I can hit the button. Oh, okay. We're sticking the landing. Yeah. All uh, uh, you got to do is pick it. Yep. All right. <clears throat> hey.